Hi. The Common Man and T-Bone podcast is brought to you by Care Heating and Cooling. Cold or sweaty is no way to go through life. Call my guys at Care Heating and Cooling for all your heating and cooling needs. Call 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust. And stay tuned after the podcast for special bonus content from past shows. Hello? Bye. Welcome to the dumbest part of your day. This is Common Man and T-Bone. I heard there in the 80s, somebody actually had the eye of the tiger. They were, in fact, a survivor. What are you doing? They were a survivor with the eye of the tiger. What is the matter with you? I'm talking about a man who died of a pig heart. What are you talking about? And you're quoting eye of the tiger. I just said a guy had the eye of the tiger. What's wrong with that? He did. You know what? We have a serious show going. Now let's talk about sexy stomachs. Featuring Panama Ted. Shut up, Ted! Five minute delays with Leanna Ray. You guys like Bjork? And random sounds from the internet. Yes, sir! He's Shavaka, dude! You wanna sack? The guy is drunk! Watch your profanity. Would you not eat my pants? Ah! This is Man and Bone. <laughs> Happy Monday. Welcome in. Bone is out this week. And so I had to figure out who I was going to host with today. I had a list of people. All of them said no. (laughs) So then I called the only person I knew, Jeff Rimmer. Look at you. Yeah, just look. Take a long look. You know what? Fortunately, I made it here on time because I knew there was an issue when you uh, gave me the directions to the old studio in the brewery district. And I walked up the stairs, didn't even take the elevator, and I said, I'm here to see Mike Riccardotti. And what did they say? Mike who? They had no clue who you were. Somehow, I haven't used that name on the air for 15 years, but whatever. uh, What I did do was call Ted, and Ted said, obviously, he didn't want you here. I'll tell you exactly where we are. We're at the 10 TV studios and made my way here and found the uh, red awning. And here I am. How long did you have that joke written? (laughs) I'm going to tell him I went to the wrong place. That'll slay him. (laughs) This will be three hours of me and Rimmer telling stories. Sometimes I will burst into my impersonation of you (laughs) while you just do you. And I will also play old sound bites out of context who cares yeah who cares that's right i'm glad you're here how long has it been it's been a long time since we've hosted together oh i'd say it's a good six seven eight years i remember the last uh probably wasn't the last time i hosted with you i don't but it was well it was it was memorable for me because i was hosting with you and milan jordan was the producer <laughs> Of the show. That's a long time ago. Milan does not work here anymore. I assume he's still alive and doing well. But uh, he was the producer of the show, and you had asked him for some sort of soundbite that you wanted. So we're in the middle of a segment, we're talking, and you decided to put on your talkback button, which means you could talk to the producer, but the listeners cannot hear you. So I'm, I'm discussing something, and off mic, I hear you ask... Milan for this soundbite and he's flustered back there he's doing a million things and I guess he answered you tersely is that the right word to use I don't remember oh you remember don't pretend like you don't remember this of course you tell the rest of the story he didn't answer the question to your liking 
And I don't know who threw out the first F you, if it was you or if it was him. But for two minutes, that's all it was going back and forth. You and him F you'ing each other while I'm trying to host a radio show and be a professional. Well, that was a first. You being a professional. Do you, do you uh, disagree with my telling of yeah, the story? I, I don't remember. You honest, remember Honest. It. I do not recall. You don't remember that situation? No. Because why would I even be asking for a soundbite? In well, the middle well, of your show, first why of all, would I ask for a soundbite? Once upon a time, you came out of your house and did these on a fairly regular basis. Yes, long time ago. You know, we used to have you in a long time. Often. <laughs> I shouldn't say well, a long time. Actually, for two years, I co-hosted the show here in the afternoons. Yes, and I remember that, too. because With the it great was, Kirk Herbstreit, oh, one of your if, favorites. If you say so, <laughs> I remember one of those shows where I think it was just you. And I, I don't know why you were at Progressive Field up in Cleveland. I was with uh, Herbstreit. We went up to do a show. But he must have bailed on you because I remember maybe he had more important things to do. But I remember you <laughs> not having anything to talk about, so you just did baseball standings for an entire segment. <laughs> you started reading the standings. I don't know Red where Sox you're coming up with this stuff. Two and a half games back, and they're <laughs> three and seven in their last ten. That was an entire segment. Now, I've done boring segments before, but that may take the cake. Well, actually, I think, as I recall, Herb Street was doing a television piece in that particular segment. So, oh, I probably went so. Wait a minute. So you're saying that he bailed on radio to do television? It was I don't know anything hit. about that. Yeah, I, I'm sure you don't. You. It wish. wasn't a quick hit for you. That was the longest 13 minutes you ever did in your entire life. Oh, so says you. <laughs> so says me. Is right, and you you remember <laughs> it too. You had the newspaper out reading standings. <laughs> they were probably a week old. <laughs> Here's the other thing about Rimmer. Off the air before the show, you're telling me about all these people that you hate. <laughs> and I'm not going to name any names. I hate this guy. This guy's an amateur. You should have known him back in Baltimore. All you did for 45 minutes is talk about people that you hate. I know if I bring that person up now, what I'm going to get on the air is, what a wonderful guy. I've known him for a long time. Listen, Am I wrong? Uh, you're definitely wrong. And, and Ted's in there, and he can certainly back me up. We talked about one person. I didn't say I disliked them. We talked about Mel Kuyper because he was on ESPN doing his uh, prognostication as to uh, what's going to happen in the upcoming National Football League You draft. said he was a phony, and he made things up. I never said up. he was a phony. What I said was I remember him before he ever got on ESPN, before he ever did his, his draft newsletter i knew him hanging around the uh, colts practice facility before they left baltimore and uh he made a name for himself and certainly became the guy that he is a draft guru on on espn and i give a lot of the credit for his success to people like george young the late general manager of the new york giants and ernie accorsi who followed him as the general manager of the giants that's all i said what a bunch of soft peddling that is Teddy, is that what he said back there? Don't bring me into this. I, <laughs> my memory's fuzzy as well. I don't, oh, I don't. He doesn't want to back you up. Mm -hmm. Your producer wants to be on people. you. Mm -hmm. I'm glad to have you here. I'm glad to be here. We're going to do a lot of, uh, do some Jackets conversation today. Coming up in the 5 o'clock hour, we're going to, because we do name dropping with Rimmer every single Wednesday. 
We'll take it to a new level today. We're just going to toss out some names that we think maybe Rimmer knows this person. And you're going to confirm or deny. And I'm sure you'll exaggerate because you often do. Oh, come on. Well, you do. You know, here's what happens. You, like, run into Kiefer Sutherland at the valet stand at some restaurant. But the way you tell the story is, and then we went back to his house and did blow with Rob Lowe. (laughs) No. I knew Kiefer Sutherland before he ever became an See, actor. I just, father, I just threw, Donald, I threw wait, wait, that wait, wait, name wait. out. <laughs> yeah. and, and you, of well, course, have a story. I, I bid on it because there's some, there's some truth to All it. All right, okay. All right. So Kiefer Sutherland used to run around Olympic Stadium in Montreal. His dad was a phenomenal, probably the number one Expos fan, uh, both uh, in Montreal because he spent a lot of time there and, and certainly around the country. And he always had his kids with them, and they used to run around Olympic Stadium because they could care less about the Expos in baseball. So, yeah, okay, there's a name right there. I All know right. him. Know him well. Uh, tweet the program, at Man and Bone 971 Throw out a name. Any name. Maybe you think Rimmer would have no connection with this person, but we will put that to the test in the 5 o'clock hour. One person that I did think about you with last night, as I was told of this, I didn't watch it, that Will Smith slapped Chris Rock at the Oscars. I was thinking about your slap fight that you had with the great Pete Rose. It wasn't a slap fight. Well, tell the story. Well, uh, you were running your mouth on the radio. No, I, I, anything but running my mouth. Uh, I had for, well, several weeks suggested that Chris Spire be sat on the bench. He was, uh, or actually, uh, Doug Flynn and uh, Rodney Scott and Chris Spire had spelled him at second base when Spire wasn't playing shortstop. And of course, uh, Uh, Doug Flynn was a member of the Big Red Machine, along with Pete Rose. I, just to digress here, I was responsible for Pete Rose becoming a member of the Montreal Expos. Look at you. In 1984, because I, during the hot stove season, the off-season of baseball, I called Pete, and I asked him to be my guest after the 83 World Series when he was released by the Philadelphia Phillies, that... He could be the missing link to the Expos in the early 80s. So the you, dominant you teams in baseball. Yeah, Pete I Rose did. to Montreal. And the owner of the station, who also owned the Expos, a guy by the name of Charles Bronfman, he of Seager, Seagram's fame, and uh, he said, despite what Jeff Rimmer said, he had to hold a news conference to announce, we're not signing Pete Rose. And then, I should have brought it in today, but on January 19th, 1984, the Montreal Expo signed Pete Rose, and there's a picture of Pete and I, Pete in the uniform, and him and I shaking hands. So Pete and I got off to a great, great start in our relationship until Doug Flynn uh, kind of spoiled the situation. And I wasn't a big fan of Doug Flynn's, and I didn't think he should be playing every day. And uh, one Thursday night, Flynn came in as a defensive replacement in the late innings. For Rodney Scott, the starting uh, second baseman, and uh, Flynn made two errors after earlier in the day saying, play me or trade me. And after the game, Pete Rose, talking to the members of the media, said, this guy Rimmer is the most negative. Now, do you know me being negative? Ever. Ever. Well, you're not negative now. No, I never. Back then, you were still fat and uh, okay you know just a, a, a young uh, man trying to make a name for yourself well i wasn't negative not at all i i was kind of like the ambassador for the baseball team doing all the pre and the post game and now that traveling i, be- with that the I team. believe anyway uh 
So Pete, after the game, said this guy Rimmer is the most negative guy I've ever heard. He played in Philly, he played in, in Cincinnati. Those are tough uh, cities to play in. And this guy Rimmer is trying to ruin my reputation in baseball. Well, Friday comes along. I go see Pete before the game. And Pete said it was all taken out of context. So I said, well, listen, I'm going to do a commentary tonight on the pregame. And it will be taped. You'll be able to hear it. I won't be negative, but I won't be misquoted either. After the game, Pete called. Hold on. On the postgame show. Hold on. We have to take a break. I wasn't planning on this being an eight-minute story. <laughs> well, you wanted the facts. I do want the facts. You can't let the facts and, get in the And way. we're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll, we'll do some actual Jackets conversation with Rimmer. And you will hear the story about how he took a dive after Pete Rose took a swing at him. I did Am take I, a dive. You did. Yeah, of course yeah, you I did. Hit, I hit, but he did grab me to All right, the point hold on. where he... Relax. Hold on. And take a break, then you can defend yourself. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for an accident causing delays on I-70 eastbound after James Road. It is blocking the right lane, causing slowdowns in that area. This accident does involve an injury. Please be careful as cars continue to build. This traffic report is sponsored by Safe Auto Insurance. Safe Auto Insurance offers low down payments and flexible payment options. Help the customers stay legal on the road for less. Play it safe with Safe Auto. Give us a call at 1-800-SAFE-AUTO or visit them online for your fast and free quote today. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. The podcast is brought to you by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. I end every commercial the same way, telling you to hire care when you need a company you can trust. It's not just a slogan. It's the Care Creed with arms wide open. The way they live their life and the way they strive to be remembered by you, the customer, at the end of every interaction with Care. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Highly medicated, barely educated. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Bone is out. Jeff Rimmer, television voice of your Columbus Blue Jackets, is hosting with me today. A lot of people have asked, is this all week? No, it's just today. I I have a I can only take three hours of Jeff Rimmer. Hold on a second here. Tomorrow, you asked me, can you do the show Tuesday? I said, no, the Blue Jackets are playing for the New York Islanders. Wednesday, we're headed to New York, and then we're gone for the balance of the week. So, sorry, buddy. This is it. When we took a break, you were in the middle of telling your Pete Rose story. Because I thought of you last night when Will Smith took a swing at Chris Rock. And back in the day... You and Pete Rose did not get along in Montreal. We did get along until until, until this situation where Pete Rose said to you, you're the most negative person I've ever encountered. Right. Which I can second, by the way. You're a very negative person. Yeah. You're not the exactly. ray of sunshine that I am. <laughs> yeah, you are a ray of sunshine. So go ahead and no continue your story. So before Pete could land a punch, if that was his intention, I hit the ground, but on the way down, he grabbed me by my... Well, you're skipping over something sure. now. You're what skipping am, over. What, what am I skipping over? Well, because over? you said you had taped a piece for the pregame show. Oh, I taped the piece. And, and he didn't like the, the pre-taped piece, I guess. Well, he called the talk show the next day, the post-game show that uh, I hosted from the restaurant at uh, Olympic Stadium. It was a Friday night. And my producer, Ala Ted, uh, said, Pete's on the phone. He wants to come on the air. And I said, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, 
He said, Pete Rose wants to join the show. And I said, put him on. And I had a co-host that night, the great David Lander, better known as Squiggy. Remember him from Laverne and Shirley. Big baseball fan. Why is he hosting a show with you? (laughs) Because I met Squiggy, David Lander, uh, on the road. You're calling an adult Squiggy. Well, this was, was <laughs> this was his character name on a sitcom. Well, but he was better known as Squiggy than David Lander until I mentioned David Lander. You didn't. Can know I also tell you something? Half our audience has no idea who the hell Squiggy is. Okay. Well, what can I say? Nothing. Anyway, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, Laverne, you can still watch True TV I got it. I and, and see Laverne and Shirley. We became great friends on the road because uh, he traveled to Pirate games be they in pittsburgh or on the road and when the expos and the pirates hook up we uh, spent a lot of time together and i invited him and his wife from los angeles to come and spend a weekend they did the pirates were in for a four game weekend series and coincidentally it was in that series on that thursday night that doug flynn made those two late inning errors and the expos lost to the pirates so uh so this I, is your house guest he was my house He's guest. staying with you. He, st- he stayed all and weekend. And you said, yeah. host a radio show with me. On, Fri- on Friday night, the post-game show. Okay. Yeah. Right. And this is when that show or that series was very popular. So anyway, uh, my producer says, Pete wants to come on the air. And I said, absolutely. Put him on. And Squiggy, ah, this is great. This is great. Tommy Lasorda doesn't call Dodger Talk in Los Angeles. And here, Pete Rose is calling the Rimmer Show, Expo's post-game. So we put him on, and that's when he said, yeah, you, I spent all my years in baseball trying to build up my reputation with the fans, and you're trying to destroy it in one night. Well, uh, he wanted an apology. I didn't give it to him. Saturday were the NBC game of the week, so I had the night off. And uh, after the game, I had to go in and do all my post-game interviews. And as I was walking into the clubhouse, there were two members of the team, Chris Spire and Jim Wolford, utility player, and they were standing at the at the door. Remember, I'm all these guys are my age. I'm very friendly with them. A lot of them were my friends. And as I walked in, they start yelling, Pete, 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 rimmer, 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 Pete, 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 rimmer, rimmer, rimmer. What a bunch of tattletales. Yeah, anyway, uh, they've got boxing gloves, and they wanted to make light of this whole thing. And that's when I walked over to Pete's clubhouse locker, and he told me to, you know, take off. Not so kind words. All right. So I stood there, and I handed them, and then we were using cassettes back in that day, and I said, here, Pete. Listen to this. You tell me where I'm trying to destroy your reputation. In the meantime, they're yelling, Pete, 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 rimmer, rimmer, rimmer. Next thing I know, Pete stands up and he grabs me. And I hit the dirt. And Flynn comes over and started kicking. And in came the late Gary Carter, who probably was my best friend on the team. Terry Francona was there. We talk about it still when uh, I go up to Cleveland or we do an interview or whatever on the phone, and uh, it was all bedlam in the clubhouse. In walked the president, John McHale, and uh, he said, what is going on here? This guy, and I'm using the word ambassador, he is the greatest ambassador for a Montreal Expos baseball team, and then started yelling at the manager. Anyway, long and short of it is, there was a, a meeting of the minds on Sunday, and uh, Pete and I, and ownership of the radio station, ownership of the Expos were all there, and Pete apologized, and two weeks later, two weeks later, he called me 
and said, I owe you one. And he was the one that uh, told me to break the story that he was being released by the Expos and was signing on as playing manager of the Cincinnati Reds. And that's when he came back to Cincinnati. So he felt bad yeah, that he yeah. made a big scene. In fact, and gave you the story. In fact, a couple of years, yes, a couple of years later, I gave it to Brent Musburger because I was a stringer for CBS Radio at the time and called Brent and he said, this is an unbelievable story. I'm, I'm concerned what word you were going to use right there. Yeah, well, don't, don't be concerned right, about I'm just, You haven't done radio in a while. I yeah, just, don't worry. I got everything under control. All right. So yeah, Musburger was like totally blown away. And of course, it was reality. And Pete signed with uh, with the Reds and came back as playing manager. So... Fast forward, Vegas is in the National Hockey League. Our first trip to uh, Vegas to take on the Golden Knights. And I said to Jody, let's go because Pete was signing autographs and still does. Of course he does. At a hotel in in Vegas. And uh, I said, come on, we're going to go meet Pete. And as I said, we kind of made amends. And we go and Jody made this offhanded comment. Yeah, I remember he's been telling me about uh, the episode in Montreal. Oh, what did he say? What did he say? It's all true. And that was it. Basically, verified everything that did I've you been bring, saying. Did you bring Jody with you in case Pete wanted to try again? No, I brought him there to meet Pete. I wasn't well, concerned. I wasn't. You concerned. always have an ulterior motive. <laughs> Listen to you. Now, let me ask you this: If you and Pete were to fight now, I'd you're kick not, his butt. Well, I was going to say you're not taking a dive now. No, I wouldn't take. A you're dive going now. after him. <laughs> yeah, I'm going after him. No, I'm I'm a lover, not a fighter. Teddy, that story lasted a lot longer than I thought it was going to last. I thought it was going to be a good little three minutes. One time, Pete kicked my ass. Instead, that was 14 minutes of conversation. One-sided. Half of the first hour, we're done. See, Rims? (laughs) You asked. I know I did. I know. I was more than willing to. I know. Tell the story. Shame on me. Meantime, Chris Rock. Yeah? How about Chris Rock? (laughs) I didn't know where you were going with You don't know where you're going with that. I know exactly where I'm going. Right, I gotta take As a break. I was telling Ted, I had the opportunity to meet Chris. All right. We got we got a whole show. All right. Don't just blow it all on the first couple segments. <laughs> got to take a break. We'll come back. We'll do some jackets with Rimmer coming up. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for an accident causing slowdowns on I-70 eastbound after James Road. This injury crash has ODAT crews now on scene trying to get things cleaned up. Please be very careful. Keep an eye out for those crews and plan on slowdowns as well. Starbuck Report is sponsored by InvisibleFence.com. Whether you want your pet to have the independence to run and play outside or you need to correct some mischievous behaviors like digging in the trash, the hands-on trainers from Invisible Fence brand train your pets for you. Visit InvisibleFence.com to learn more. Invisible Fence brand surround your pets with care. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. I was talking to my annoying friend, Duchess Kumquat. She was retelling a very dramatic story about how her and Lord Beaverqueef were stuck sleeping in a very hot room because their janky air conditioning unit took a crapola. They were so hot and sweaty, it took them out of the mood for getting hot and sweaty. Don't be like Kumquat and Beaverqueef. Call my friends at Care Heating and Cooling. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company Beaverqueef can trust. 
Objects in radio may be dumber than they appear. This is Man and Bone. Jeff Rimmer is filling in for T-Bone today. I've had many people get in contact with me saying they are playing a name-dropping drinking game during the show. (laughs) And uh, it's my duty to tell you not to do this because you will be in the hospital. (laughs) During that last Pete Rose story, you dropped like 10 names without even thinking about it. So if you're taking a shot or a drink of something every single time Rimmer drops a name, you will be dead by the 4 o'clock hour. (laughs) Do not do it. I hate to uh, drop another name. No, you don't. But... But the word is the Academy is contemplating taking back the award that was presented last night to Will Smith. The Academy of Motion Pictures, Arts and Sciences, which handed out the awards yesterday at the Dolby Theater in L.A., has strict guidelines in the Code of Conduct. Well, that didn't stop him last night. Explain something to me. All right, we can get into the whole thing should you... You know, if your wife is offended, was that an appropriate joke to make? Whatever. But explain to me how a person, I don't care if he's Will Smith or not, can run on the stage, disrupt what's going on, take a swing at somebody, and then sit back down and security never approaches and that person's not kicked out of the venue. If I go to Nationwide Arena and just start streaking on the ice, can I go back and sit? No. Why? You're, You're gone. Well, that's my point. No, but... That shouldn't affect the work. He won the award, I guess, so give him the award. But why is he still there to accept the award? There are people out there that think it was all a staged act. I don't necessarily follow that line of thinking. Of course, you ran into Will Smith. Howard... Before, right? Howard Stern today, not to mention another name, but Howard Stern today said that uh, his actions yesterday are a sign of mental illness. I don't know if I'd go that far, but... Interesting I mean, I don't... Then. Well, okay. Uh, You're not going to name drop Will Smith? Have you had any run-ins with him? No, he's one guy that I have not met. What about Chris Rock? Well, Chris, Chris Rock, I didn't meet him. I had the opportunity to meet him because my wife's family... Uh, why are you laughing? Because how... <laughs> you know what you have to do is when you go off on a tangent, just give me a little idea of how long it's going to be. <laughs> is this a long... Well, trip down memory lane or a very short one it's pretty quick it's pretty quick go ahead but we were in la and uh farrell's cousins uh are close friends with adam sandler's family and some one of the kids in that adam sandler's family was having a party and chris rock was expected to be there and farrell's cousin suggested my wife's cousin suggested that uh we go to the party. And I said, I'm not going to go anywhere that, you know, I don't know anybody. And I said, thank you, but no thank you. End of story. So I could have gone. And and what would have happened? I, I probably would have been so best, impressed with I you. I probably would have become best friends you with Chris Rock. You would have played his father and gl- grown-ups too. Probably. Whatever happened to that stupid movie you were going to be in? Because remember, for a couple months, that that's all you could talk to me about Well, was this happened, movie you were going to star well, in. Well, what happened is it never got uh, off the ground because... Because it's not never, a real movie? No, the movie was there, the script was there, but uh, the project lacked the funds for the movie to yeah, go ahead. You know, you've got to have money behind it. There's a million of those movies. I'm going to write a little something on a piece of paper. Here's a script. Yeah. 
<laughs> Here's a movie. Remember, I want you to be in my fake movie. <laughs> no, this was going to be a legit movie to the point where the actors were brought in from California. What actors? Who was going to be in The actors that were going to be in I it. know. Who? Give me but some no, names. Nobody of any real significance that I knew or, or followed or whatever, but uh, it was going to be, a, I guess, a, a B movie, if you will. <laughs> for a lack of better words. <laughs> I think we'll go a couple letters down on the alphabet. All right, Jackets. Jackets with a tough uh, pair of overtime losses over the weekend. Yeah. One in Minnesota, one in Winnipeg. Got two points, one in each game. Played well, played hard. Yes, I want to talk to you specifically about the Wild game. Yeah. Where they were, you know, I mean, the Wild came out and tried to intimidate them physically, which Jackets don't really have a ton of tough guys on the team in terms of You're that right. are going to go toe-to-toe with you, right? You're right. Max Domi could have done it, but he's not a large guy by any means. Well, but. it's unfortunate, and if you you think back to a training camp and, and even before that, the Blue Jackets signed Zach Ronaldo, who would have been perfect for this team, but uh, he was reluctant to... Uh, to get uh, inoculated. Yeah. He did not want to, unlike uh, a a story that uh, the great quarterback Aaron Rodgers said, I was inoculated. Well, Zach Rinaldi refused to to get inoculated, and uh, the Blue Jackets decided that he wasn't going to come to camp because they wanted everybody totally uh, vaccinated. So he would have been that kind of guy, but uh, I don't think there's any question that Come next year, the Blue Jackets will will certainly have that kind of player on their team. Uh, although, let's give the guys credit. They didn't back down. They were there. And uh, I, I thought it was just a great effort in a losing cause. Well, they did pick up a point and took the game to overtime. But, uh, yeah, uh, the Minnesota Wild loaded up here before the deadline, picked up a couple of guys that... Uh, uh, that obviously can play that kind of game, and they feel that's what they're going to need in the playoffs. A couple people I saw on social media had a problem with the ESPN announcers for this game. Now, you were not on this game because it was Hulu and ESPN+. Plus, Right. But they thought they were very pro-Minnesota wild in their comments. Usually, I dismiss such things because people hear what they want to hear. You know, Brent Musburger wears a blue tie. He must be a secret Wolverine fan. I've heard it all yeah. throughout the years. But it's not, I'm not saying it's totally out of line. And I'm not even saying it's totally uh, intentional on their part. I think they see one team that is going to be a playoff team, another team that's not. One team's at home, and so they focus on that team. I'm not saying that's pleasurable to watch for Blue Jacket fans. Did you have a problem with it? I mean, I didn't have a problem with it, but at certain points, I could tell people would, that it was a bit over the top. Well, I didn't hear the telecast, obviously. I was in the arena, sitting next to You should have burst right in. Well, they were behind me. Looks like you guys need some reinforcements. And then you just kicked the crap out of both of them. Who was on the call? Uh, Bob Wischusen, who uh, I worked with in Miami at WQAM Radio uh, when he was first starting. He's now the voice of the Jets. 
uh, on football, on radio, and uh, as well, he works for ESPN and does some Ranger games when Sam Rosen's unavailable. And Brian Boucher does uh, the analyst work, and uh, believe me, uh, I've known Brian for a long time, both as a player and, and now as a broadcaster. I think he does a great job, but judging by everything that I've heard, they thought that it was a little one-sided, the commentary, and they felt it was a Minnesota Wild broadcast and, and not a, a national telecast by any stretch of the imagination. How do you like just watching these games? Don't like it at all. Do they still all. pay you? Don't like it at all. I'd rather be working. Do they dock your pay when you're not working? Next question. No, I want to know the answer. No, I'm not going to give you the answer. That means yes. It doesn't mean anything. All right, okay. When you're watching the game, who are you watching with? Who are you sitting there with? Well, normally I'd like to sit by myself, but I had an assigned seat in Minnesota, and I sat in front of the uh, the television and radio booths. I, I sat on the lower level, and I sat next to Brian Hedger. Of the dispatch, and uh, actually Brian was uh, was pretty entertaining as as we watched the game. He had two televisions in front of him. He had a an extra TV on the side, and when he missed something, he would rewrite. Well, first of all, the the feed that he was getting was ten seconds behind the play, so he had the play above his head that was actual real time, and then he had this other. Uh, iPad that was 10 seconds behind so he could just re-rack and, and see something that uh, he may have missed in in, uh, in live time and that's how he wrote his story. I like how the, the technology that you're fascinated with is an iPad. It's like he had this thing No, no, he could watch it? highlights on it. No. He can go forward that's not and what backward. I'm saying. <laughs> it wasn't real time. Well, I got it. He, he can go back, and, and, but he could also re-rack it. Now, if I, he's watching, <laughs> if he's watching the television in front of him, that yeah. that he can't re-rack. I understand. I mean, it's I a tool. It. That's a great do you, story. Do you understand? I it's understand. A tool. I get it for these guys to be able to re-rack it and do I get it. it. Re-rack. That's if you do a drinking game with re-rack, you're drunk. Maybe dead. <laughs> Joe Thomas talking about Baker Mayfield. We'll talk about it next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Did I tell you about Baker? Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for slowdowns on I-70 eastbound after James Road. Still watching an accident in that area. This is an injury crash with ODOT crews on scene. Please be very careful. Plan on some backups over here. Keep an eye out for those crews. This traffic report is sponsored by Insperity. Insperity providing HR services for 30 plus years, including access to better benefits and payroll. Insperity's mission is to help businesses succeed so communities prosper. Insperity, HR that makes a difference. Only an array with fan traffic. Common Man here for care, heating, and cooling. Can I tell you a secret? One of my joys in life is a good clean out. Once in a blue moon, I will take it to the next level. I have an air vent right over the toilet. So when I know a wild ride is coming, I'll turn down the AC a few minutes before it's go time. And then when I sit down, beautiful cold air greets me, blowing in my face as I do the deed. And the only people I trust to keep my crap or temp in tip-top shape, that's Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. These guys are a big deal. And by big deal, I mean cheap and fat. You're listening to Common Man and T-Bone. Jeff Rimmer is filling in for T-Bone today. How come I don't have my own intro? 
What's going on here, Ted? You knew I was coming in. I should have had my own intro to this show. That's okay. We'll have it for you next time when you're in here. When's that? (laughs) We'll get back to you. (laughs) Yeah. Checks in the mail. I've learned the hard way. Thank you, Rims. Uh, We're playing a game called Rimmer Knows This Person in the 5 o'clock hour. That's a loose title. Really didn't think it through. But I want you to tweet the program at Man and Bone 971. Just toss out a name, any name. Maybe you think there's no way in hell this person ever interacted with Jeff Rimmer. But we're going to see. Like you said, you almost met Chris Rock. That was your... No, I, you, I had the invitation your to wife's, Your wife's cousins knew Adam Sandler. And they were invited to a party that they invited you to. That's right. Hell of a party, by the way. Good move by the cousins. Just saying, hey, they don't know you, and you don't know them. Do you want to go to this party? <laughs> no, my cousins knew me. They wanted us to go along with them to Adam Sandler's. I see. Uh, Joe Thomas was talking on his podcast with Andrew Hawkins about how Baker Mayfield turned down a long-term deal worth $30 million per year back in 2021. An unnamed source then told the cabbage the... Contention is 100% false, totally erroneous, erroneous that too. Um, look, we obviously know things have not worked out with Baker Mayfield. I find it hard to believe that at some point, early part of last season, last offseason, numbers were not exchanged, a contract wasn't put on the table. I find it very easy to believe that a deal that, made him $30 million on the table. And I find it very easy to believe that he looked at that deal and said, I think I could get 40. That wouldn't shock me. Now, it wouldn't now because we saw how last year played out. We know that he's not in the long-term plans for the Cleveland Browns. But one year ago, you didn't know that. By the way, if at any point you have no interest in talking about something, you can just say pass and we'll move on. Well, I, I would say this that pass i believe as you do that there was some contractual discussions and whether it was 30 million uh i i can't sit here i do not know joe thomas just for the record so no i i don't know how accurate his uh his comments were joe thomas is not going to lie to you Joe Thomas is talking to people within that organization. I feel his information is very credible. I, I do as well. And, and he probably was told by Baker himself that uh, he turned down the 30 mil. Well, maybe. But I don't find that hard to believe. And if I'm Baker, maybe I turn it down too. I mean, getting inside his head, he's betting on himself. He's seeing where all these other quarterbacks, what they're signing for. Right, He's looking at that Josh Allen deal saying, I'm not signing anything unless I get that type of money. Now, now, that's laughable. But one year ago? He's not coming close to it now. I mean, they can't are even, you kidding? Of course not. They can't even find a team for They're him. They're going to release him. He wanted to go to Indianapolis. They had no interest in him whatsoever. Well, he wants to go a lot of places. I'm sure he wants to. He wants to go anywhere where he has an opportunity to be the starting quarterback. But I don't know if that place exists. If a team like Seattle is not blinking at you, and they're saying, well, Drew Locke, we'll just roll the dice with him, then you truly have no options. Maybe he gets a chance to go to San Francisco because there are reports that Jimmy Grappolo is going to be released 
Well, that's that's another one we heard. Uh, was it last week or the week before? Reports that said that John Lynch had a deal on the table for two second round picks for Jimmy G. And the story I read this morning was teams are too concerned about the shoulder. No one wants to trade for him. They may just release him. Now, John Lynch has since come out and said that's not true. That story's not true. But I think some of these teams went into the offseason and maybe overvalued what they had. There's a story about Saquon Barkley out there where we thought maybe he'd get moved this offseason. The Giants have come out and said they're not actively seeking trades for Saquon Barkley. Is that because they want to hold on to him? No. He's on his fifth-year rookie option, and they have no intention of signing him to a bigger deal. It's because they're getting little to nothing offered for him. That's why. Jimmy Garoppolo could get released. Baker Mayfield could get released. I mean, it's, it's funny to say this because you remember when this wasn't the case, but... Quarterbacks grow on trees in the offseason now. Don't they? It, it used to be that if if you were looking in the offseason for a starting quarterback, you were out of luck. You were getting nothing. You had to draft a quarterback if you had any chance of upgrading your roster in the offseason. Now, look how many choices you have. And it's great for the NFL because their offseason's never over. No. It's become a 12-month situation here. My question is, where does Baker Mayfield end up? Well, give me your prediction. Well, as I said, maybe it's San Francisco. That might be the only place. Everything I've heard is that they're they're, they're riding and dying with Trey Lance. He's going to be their guy. I don't know if that's wise, but he's going to be their guy. So what happens to Baker? Does he get signed as a backup somewhere? Maybe it's one of those situations where, you know, he goes someplace, maybe like, and I'm not, look, Baker Mayfield has had two seasons where he was a very good quarterback, and I'm not comparing him directly to Mitch Trubisky, but Mitch Trubisky knew last offseason, I have to go someplace, be a backup, I'll pick the right situation for me, I'll wait a year, and then I'll be able to pick my spot. Because my stock will rise again. I can see that happening with Baker. Where he goes into a situation, maybe like Teddy Bridgewater did with the Dolphins, where he knows he's not the starting quarterback, but has an opportunity to play. Sorry and to interject. Next offseason. Go ahead. I was reading the Florida papers after uh, Bridgewater's uh, media briefing. Yeah. And he's not discounting the fact that he could be the starting quarterback. Well, I'm, for sure, the Dolphins. He's, of course, I'm sure he's not. But. Bulletin, bulletin, the rumors are out there, too, that Tom Brady wants to work out a trade and, and be dealt to the come Dolphins. On, come on, that's not happening. You, you've you heard the story, though, I've right? heard the story. We can talk more about that coming up. Plus, one of the greatest of all time is going back home. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. I'm here. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Some slowdowns to watch out for right now. You'll find some delays on I-71 northbound between 670 and 11th Avenue. Traffic is building in that area. You'll also find backups on 71 southbound between 670 and East Broad Street. This traffic report is sponsored by Safe Auto Insurance. Safe Auto Insurance offers low down payments and flexible payment options. Help the customers stay legal on the road for less. Play it safe with Safe Auto. Give us a call at 1-800-SAFE-AUTO or visit them online for your fast and free quote today. I'm Leanna Ray with fan traffic. 
Common Man here for Care Heating and Cooling. I'm a big fan of preventative maintenance. Something will eventually go wrong, and if you're not prepared, it is sure to cost you money. That's why I want you to sign up for a care plan. My guys at Care make sure your heater and AC are running in tip-top shape, taking care of maintenance and staying on top of any potential issues. Surprises suck. Be prepared with a care plan. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Did you feel that? It's your radio getting fatter. Getting fatter. Chubby time! This is Common Man and T-Bone. Happy Monday. Bone is out. Jeff Rimmer. Yes, Jeff Rimmer, television voice of your Columbus Blue Jackets is hosting with me today. I have no idea why, but he is. <laughs> How do we do with the first hour? I don't know. Ask the people. <laughs> I mean, I'm alive. Teddy, what's your official review? One hour in the books. Yeah, A+. plus, Absolutely. boy, Teddy. What a liar you are. <laughs> Two thumbs up. You know, today's, uh, today's a big anniversary. And my, my boss just sent me an email confirming this. Today is the 100th anniversary of WBNS Radio. Congratulations. Obviously, it was the AM signal back then, 1460, but 100 years ago today, that station signed on. Well, I got a story to tell you. Long, I long short, medium, what uh, do you think? It's, it's a quick story. Okay. As you know, uh, I spent 10 years in Baltimore at WBAL Radio and Television. And uh, prior to that, and allegedly, WBAL, 50,000-watt station, was one of the first stations on the air in the United States. But, but, I can tell you, without fear of contradiction, that prior to my stay at WBAL, I worked at CFCF Montreal from 77 to 84. As you know, the Expos and the whole Pete Rose story, which we told last hour. Mm-hmm. Marconi owned CFCF, and that was the first radio station on the air in North America. Marconi, for those of you who don't know, in basically invented radio. Right. Modern radio. I want to say the first commercial radio station, Teddy, maybe look this up. I want to say it's KDKA in Pittsburgh. Yeah. I, I think that's probably a pretty good guess, but that's in the U.S. But I'm telling you, without fear of contradiction, the first ever radio station was put on the air by Marconi themselves, and that was CFCF Montreal. I believe you. I'm not arguing with you. No. And I wasn't there that first day, just to clarify. Oh, I, yeah. Uh, Albert Pujols is going back to the Cardinals on a one-year deal worth $2.5 million. Look, he's a Hall of Famer, yeah. right? I mean, there's no question about it. He has 3,300 hits. He's 42 years old. He clearly still loves playing the game of baseball because he's he's a part-time player at this point in his career. He will DH. Yes, I know that sounds weird for the Cardinals, right? but he will DH against lefty starters and probably not much more. Pinch hit late in games if you need to. He's not really going to play the field at all. Clearly, something still motivates him. But I look back on Albert Pujols, knowing that he's a Hall of Famer, of course. Maybe one of the greatest right-handed bats that I've seen. Also looking at that Angel deal. And I wonder, I wonder if 
you hook him up to a lie detector and you say to him, do you regret signing that contract out with the angels? What he'd actually say, knowing that machine's going to tell the truth. Right. Now, he made a lot of money on that deal. Don't get me wrong. But he was going to make a lot of money regardless of where he went or if he stayed in St. Louis. It didn't work out for him there. Didn't work out for the team. We said at the time, I said at the time, I was on the air here, that in order to pay off on that contract, to justify that, you have to win two World Series, minimum. They didn't win any during his tenure there. His production dropped off significantly. But I wonder sometimes, was that just the natural progression of Albert Pujols? Or if he had stayed in St. Louis, albeit for less money, would he have stayed at the top of the mountain for a little while longer? There's something to, to be said about athletes and, okay, we're talking baseball. I'll give you an example. Cal Ripken Jr., Cal Ripken Jr. at some point in his career could have gone and played somewhere else. But there's something to be said about playing your entire career for one organization, especially when you mean so much to that team. And Pujols meant a lot to the Cardinals. And you're right. He went for the money. He probably would have even been more productive staying in the National League. There's something to be said about playing National League versus American League as well. And it seems like a full circle move to him. I would assume this would be his last destination, although who the hell knows. But it's a feel-good story. I mean, he's going to go to a team that certainly has a a long history. And he has two teammates now in Yadi Molina, who I think is also a Hall of Famer, and Adam Wainwright, who probably is not, but still very good player. They've played their entire careers with the Cardinals. Yadi has said that he has no desire to play anywhere else. And I think it's fitting that Albert Pujols, when he wraps up his career, it's in a Cardinal uniform. But how strange, you brought up Cal Ripken Jr. I can't, I know we've had this, obviously it's more common than not for guys to go to random places when they're done. But I can't picture Cal Ripken Jr. in anybody else's uniform. Exactly. And I, I wonder, have we seen... Have we seen the end of that era where it'll be a fluke if a guy stays with one team for his entire career? Like a Yachty Molina. How many guys will be after that? And I'm not talking about guys that play for five, six years, have a cup of coffee. No, I know. I'm, I'm talking about longer Hall of Fame careers. Is it unrealistic to expect these guys to stay in one place for their entire career? Well, with the money that's being tossed around there, I can certainly understand. But again, knowing Cal as I do... There was never a chance that he was going to play anywhere else, ever. And I, and I think in retrospect, as you said a few moments ago, yeah, I think Pujols, he went for the money, but maybe in retrospect, may not ever admit it, but maybe he should, too, have stayed in St. Louis. We were talking about the Academy Awards earlier in the show with the scuttlebutt and Will Smith slapping Chris Rock. You know, they get gift bags at the Academy Awards. They're outstanding, from well, what I hear. Well, I, I have some details about what was in this year's gift bag. Because they co- took a couple years off. You know, global pandemic. They said maybe we shouldn't be giving out these extravagant gift bags. I think one of them was even remote, where people weren't even there. But they're saying this gift bag that people got at the Oscars 
is worth over $100,000. All right. Here's what was in the gift bag this year. A three-night stay in Scotland's Turin Castle worth $50,000. With butler service included. Mm. All right. A four-night stay at the Golden Door Resort in California worth a measly $15,000. A small plot of land in Scotland (laughs) along with the title Lord or Lady of Glencoe. A small plot of land. Are you listening to me? I this am. is in the gift bag. A $12,000 liposuction procedure <laughs> from Dr. Thomas Sue. $10,000 worth of treatments and rejuvenation procedures. I assume all for your lower area. <laughs> You've looked into getting that done, haven't you? A life coaching session with K.O.T. Joseph worth $1,200, whoever the hell that is. Popcorn. I like how it says popcorn. I don't know if there's popcorn in the bag or you get a voucher for popcorn. I don't know, but just says popcorn. And $25,000 in home renovations from Mason Construction in LA. That was in the gift bag. The thank you for coming to the Oscars gift bag. Now, who received those gift bags? Anybody that went? Or was no, it, this is two nominees. Just to the nominees. If you were nominated, you got this bag. Okay. So if you were to go, you're not getting it. I'm not getting it. But wow. if you were nominated for that movie that you were never in, <laughs> you would have gotten a plot of land in Scotland and the title of Lord Glencoe. The reason I was never in it, because the the movie never came to pass. So let's How did you get that. connected to these people? How did I get connected to these people? The movie people. Well, no, I, I'm just trying to to describe it here for you. Well, the writer of the script is the one that contacted me. What's his his or her name? Her name. No, I I don't know if she wants her name out there. I'll I'll keep it uh, confidential at this point. I was going to look up her credentials. Well, she's written many scripts. Has she gotten anything made? I've written many scripts. Yeah. What kind of scripts have you written? I wrote one right now yeah. called I Hate Jeff Rimmer. It's a whole page long. <laughs> All right. I'll see you. I'll leave. <laughs> <laughs> no, tell me your name during the break. Has she gotten things made? I don't know. All right. That means no. That doesn't mean she's no. not. I'm you know what? She's honest. not Lady of Glencoe. I guarantee you that. No, she's not. She doesn't have a plot of land in Scotland. If you were going to have a plot of land in any European country, which one are you taking? I've got to give that some thought. Thanks for playing radio with me. I appreciate it. More experimentation in the minor leagues coming up next. (laughs) Here's our own Lady Glencoe, Leanna Ray with Traffic. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan Traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for slowdowns on I-71 northbound between 670 and 11th Avenue. Traffic is still backed up in that area. We'll also find some backups on 71 southbound between 670 and East Broad Street. Plan about a five-minute delay. This traffic report is sponsored by Mucinex 12-Hour. Mucinex extended release bilayer tablets allow for immediate and extended release for living chest congestion for 12 hours. Plus, Mucinex is eligible for any leftover HSA FSA funds. Look for Mucinex number one OTC brand Doctors Trust available at Target. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Common Man here for care, heating, and cooling. Can I tell you a secret? One of my joys in life is a good clean out. 
Once in a blue moon, I will take it to the next level. I have an air vent right over the toilet. So when I know a wild ride is coming, I'll turn down the AC a few minutes before it's go time. And then when I sit down, beautiful cold air greets me, blowing in my face as I do the deed. And the only people I trust to keep my crapper temp in tip-top shape, that's Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Just be glad you aren't as stupid as these two. Oh, yes. This, this is Common Man and T-Bone. Common Man and T-Bone brought to you by Hinder Motorsports here on The Fan. Bone is out today. Jeff Rimmer is with me. Yes, that Jeff Rimmer. Television voice of your Columbus Blue Jackets. He is here. He's telling long stories. He is name dropping. We're going to play a game in the 5 o'clock hour. The game is not really a game. It's me just taking names, giving them to Rimmer, and then he tells us if he's encountered this person throughout his 120 years of life. He's a vampire. Any names that you want to throw at me now? Uh, here's one for you. Have you ever had an encounter with singing legend Seal? No. Have you met Seal? No, I have not. Kiss from a Rose? No. Can you sing me some Seal? No. Absolutely not. I did want to be a rock star as a kid, though. Is that right? True. What kind of music you want to play? Like, well, who was your childhood idol? Marconi? No, it wasn't Marconi. <laughs> I told you guys on a, on a previous show I love the Beatles. That was really well. Yeah, I know that's not the most original answer in the world. No, it's not. But that's the truth. Which one did you want to be? Because everybody had their favorite Beatle. Probably Paul McCartney. Yeah. You ever meet Paul McCartney? No. That would be a thing. Yeah, that would be. I couldn't even go when. Uh, uh, growing up in Toronto, prior to moving out west to Western Canada, I couldn't even go to see the Beatles when they uh, performed at Maple Leaf Stadium. There was a AAA baseball team in Toronto at the time, and they played at Maple Leaf Stadium. They were called the Toronto Maple Leafs. And the Beatles went there to play? And the Beatles played there, yeah. And I couldn't go. What do you mean you couldn't go? Couldn't afford to go. Okay, you couldn't afford the ticket. Couldn't afford the ticket. How much was the ticket? Do you remember? I don't remember, but I couldn't afford it. Still time, Rims. I mean... Got some dead members, but Paul's still out there. <laughs> yeah. You can track him down and meet your idol. I've gone to his concerts, absolutely. You didn't get backstage passes? No. No, no. Just the common man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're changing. There's, more than, there's more than one common man. I got it. They're experimenting. I shouldn't say they're changing rules. Minor League Baseball this year. So they're going to increase the size of the bases from 15 inches square to 18 inches square. Uh, in the second half of the minor league season, they're going to shorten the distance between first and second base. It says, once second base moves later in the year, it will sit even closer to first base and third base by about th 13 and a half inches. Second base currently is 88 feet, 1.5 inches from first base. They are hoping this will increase stolen bases, Runners trying to go from first to third. They want more action on the base paths. And they think this might do it. What's your take on all the experimentation? First of all, you know, you're a longtime baseball guy. You spent time in Montreal. The DH now is universal. Right. We're never going to see pitchers hit 
in the same fashion. I know that pitchers can still hit. Shohei Otani hits. I get it. But traditional National League baseball is dead. Give me your thoughts on that. I kind of like the DH. It's going to add a little more offense. I I have no problem. I mean, you see the pitchers in the National League, and it was back uh, in my days in Montreal. I mean, there were very few pitchers that uh, had any kind of ability to hit the baseball. And quite frankly, I think a lot of them would prefer have not gone. Oh, I know the the players, for the most part, don't want to hit. And I'm not even saying, look, I'm an American League guy. Okay, if you're paying to go to a baseball game, do you look forward to the pitchers getting up to the plate and, and hitting? Me personally, no, but I also can appreciate the nuance of it. Now, I have long said that playing one game with two different sets of rules is ridiculous and that you need to play with the same set of rules. It's got to be universal. Especially right. now when you're mingling with the other league. All right, You could have made a case back before interleague play was a thing that you have National League, American League, never the two shall meet unless it's the World Series. Right, So you can make a case that, well, we are playing with for the same set of rules. There's National League Baseball, there's American League Baseball. But it's all mixed now. I'm not saying that I'm going to miss the pitchers hitting. I do understand people, though, when they mourn the death of strategy. And I think it takes a lot of strategy out of the game. It does. But then again, strategy has been lacking from the game forever. Because it's not really a case of... Well, I don't know. Am I going to keep my starting pitcher out there? It's the, you know, eighth inning, and I don't know. Does he have more? Now you're yanking pitchers out in the fifth inning. Right. In the sixth inning. You go, you go sixth innings in Major League Baseball, that's, that's almost a complete game, the way that Major League Baseball is played today. So I can understand people that mourn the death of strategy, but it's been coming for a long time. Absolutely. What I don't understand is the new... Uh uh, minor rules, minor league rules. I mean, what's that going to accomplish? Create more offense. So, well, they're experimenting. Mike Riccardotti, okay, experimenting. So, Mike Riccardotti steals. Who is that? By ninety. The way? You okay? All right. Steals ninety or one hundred and twenty base bases in the minor leagues. Now he's a major league prospect. Can we expect him to hit to steal one hundred and twenty bases in the big leagues now with those changes, as they call them? To create well, more offense? No, but they're they're saying if it works, if it's successful, this won't just be a minor league thing. They're going to move this up to major league baseball. So, so what you're suggesting is I'm not suggesting it, it, it anything. happens. It happens quite frankly, and maybe they're taking a page from from the National Hockey League or or from hockey in, in general because they'll experiment with new rules in the American League before sure. they bring them up to the NHL. So maybe this is them stealing a page from uh, from hockey and saying, hey, we're going to try these new rules and, and, and see. Well, they've see been doing this offense? for the last couple of years. They moved the mound back, right? And they wanted to see if that would increase, you know, hitters making contact and reduce some of the strikeouts. And they found out that it really didn't. So they've done they they're done with that experiment, right? And they may find once they do this that the game really doesn't change that much and it's not worth changing the rule. But I don't I don't fault them for experimenting. That's what minor league baseball's for, right? Right. I know the NFL's trying to figure out what to do with overtime. That's a story that we haven't gotten to yet, but all these gimmicks they're trying to propose for that. I don't know why we need a gimmick. Play 10 minutes. Whoever's ahead after 10 minutes, that's who wins. And if nobody's ahead, it's a tie. 
I know the National Hockey League doesn't like ties anymore. No. We don't. We don't do that anymore. But I wonder, you know, because you're a observer from a long way back. Do you miss that aspect of it? That was something very unique to hockey. Was the well, tie? There you go back to traditions again. And quite frankly, uh, I like it the way it is right now. You like the I like the three on three overtime. All right. I'm not a big proponent of the shootout. Well, that's that's what I mean. Yeah. So, I, but that's the way it's. it's if you it's had set your way, right you'd go three on three overtime, and then that's it. If there's yeah. no winner after that, then it's a tie. Then, yeah, because you have to understand that. And I'll give you a perfect example: uh, the Winnipeg game went to overtime, and uh, had the Jets not scored, they scored 26 seconds in or 21 seconds in, I believe. If we would have had to maybe play 10 or 12 or maybe even 15 minutes of overtime, you've got a plane to catch, you've got another game, it's a back-to-back situation. Uh, it, as, as it was, I think the players probably didn't get into their bed until... 2.15, 2.30 in Minnesota for the game against the Wild the next night. So I can see you cannot go until there's a conclusion or uh, I don't necessarily like the ties, but I'd like to see the game concluded and you have a winner. Uh, but I'm not a big proponent of the shootout. Not at all. Johnny Manziel is back. Details coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for a disabled vehicle causing slowdowns on Route 315 southbound after Ackerman Road. It is blocking the left side. Please be careful as traffic continues to build in this area. About a 10 to 15 minute slowdown is expected. This traffic report is sponsored by Nature Valley Crunchy Bars. Everyone knows that Nature Valley Crunchy Bars are, well, crunchy. What they don't know is that they're also packed with 16 grams of whole grains, ready to help you get out there. Get Nature Valley for everyday adventure. Only an array with fan traffic. Oh, hello! I was talking to my annoying friend, Duchess Kumquat. She was retelling a very dramatic story about how her and Lord Beaverqueef were stuck sleeping in a very hot room because their janky air conditioning unit took a crapola. They were so hot and sweaty, it took them out of the mood for getting hot and sweaty. Don't be like Kumquat and Beaverqueef. Call my friends at Care Heating and Cooling. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company Beaverqueef can trust. The show that will tickle you stupid. This is Man and Bone. Happy Monday. Jeff Rimmer is in for T-Bone today. I got a week's worth of fill-in shows. Fill-in uh, hosts, I should say. <laughs> and it's yet to be determined where you stack up on that list. Well, you today, tomorrow, brand new to the radio station, my gal Jen Winters will be joining me. I think that's great. I feel like this show needs some estrogen. So she's going to join me tomorrow. Wednesday and Thursday, it's Timmy Hall. And then on Friday, I'm going to break in uh, young Triple H, producer here at the station. See what he's got. I like it. You know, they got these wild stallions rims. They call me in to break them. And you break them. I mean, you, you haven't you done radio. How long, when was the last time you hosted a show? A long time ago. Years. 
How many? I can't tell you. Rimmer used to, uh, for a period of time, two years, host afternoons here with Kirk Herbstreet. Yeah. Your pal. Mm hmm. Still talking to Herbie? Absolutely. In yeah. fact, uh, talked to him last week and it was one of the names I dropped last Wednesday. Sorry, I missed that. Yeah, I know you You would be disappointed to have missed it, but I talked to Herbie the day that uh, he signed his uh, new deal. So uh, not only will he oh, be Oh, is this the, the, uh, the Amazon deal? The Amazon deal, yeah. yeah. I'm pretty pumped about that. Working I'm sure alongside he is. Al Michaels. Yeah. And uh, actually, uh, shortly after uh, the announcement was made, J.D., John Davidson, called and said, hey, you got to do me a favor and tell Herbie that... Uh, I worked with Al, and he did, uh, covering National Hockey League Stanley Cup Finals. There were a couple of years that Al did that. So I he, tell, really, it a he couple, enjoyed it uh, immensely. Was it a couple weeks ago that John Davidson sat in the booth with you yeah. during a game and did color? Didn't he do a great for job? For a Jackets game. It sounded like he never left. He enjoyed it. He stepped right in. He was commenting off of the Telestrator. Yeah. You could tell he enjoyed it. He really enjoyed it. In fact, he talked about it for another week or two down the road, so just how much he enjoyed it. And I well, said, bring him hey. back in there. Uh, he was terrific. Jody enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Uh, it was great. And you know, the radio guy's working without a color guy. So he's suggesting maybe he do just, some radio. JD's in the building. Yeah. Maybe I can do it, too. That's your dream. How many times over the years have you said to me you would love... I don't want to do color. Do, I want to do play-by-play. You want to do play-by-play? Yeah. Well... But I'm going to do it with a French-Canadian accent. <laughs> not going to be me. That's boring. My alter ego will do play-by-play. So that was your dream, huh? To be a radio play-by-play broadcaster. I had, I had many different dreams over the years. You know, when I first started out, I thought I wanted to do play-by-play. Baseball. Yeah, baseball. And then you realize what that takes. That's tough. And it's not just calling of the action that's tough. You know, you have to move to Podunk, USA. You're making $10,000 a year okay. not during the drop. season. Not to name drop. John Shambi. okay? Yeah. He's worked himself up from Butte, Montana. John Shambi worked with us as well. Like There was Bob Wischusen, John Shambi, and myself. We all were at... Uh, WQAM in Miami at the same time. And they had aspirations of being on the air. They started as producers. John Chomby wanted so bad to be a baseball broadcaster. And he went to Podunk, Idaho. Yeah, that's what you have to do. And you have to work as a salesperson for the local radio station, too. Because right. obviously you can't live on what they pay you just doing these games. You also had to do the stats and the PR and everything else. Right. You had, you had to have two or three jobs. And I wasn't willing to do that. I had a little bit of radio success early in my career, and I didn't feel like I could take a step back Understood. and then go do that. But I talked to a lot of young people that uh, are going to college or graduated, and how do I get in the business? He said, exactly as you just described. You've got to go to a small market, do it all, experience it, and pay a price. Well, it's changed a lot now. I'm sure for play-by-play it hasn't changed that much. But just doing the talk show thing, I mean, it's it's never been easier to get yourself out there and be heard. I mean, people can go to the store and get podcasting equipment for a relatively cheap price 
and go ahead and do a podcast every single day. Yeah, but there's a little difference. Doing well, there there is a difference and but, working at ninety seven one the well, of of course there is, but you know I I didn't have. If you wanted to do a radio show back in the day, you had to go to a radio station and do a radio show. Now you can do one in your house. Doesn't mean it sounds good, but I have people send me audio all the time. I can tell if there's something there or if there's something not. Doesn't mean they're right for this place, but... Do you encourage them? Sure. If they deserve encouragement. Right. I mean, but if... Look, there's a lot of people that have dreams out there, but sometimes your dreams are not sustainable. If you're 40 years old and you have a young family and you say, I've always wanted to get into radio, how do I do it? My response is probably going to be, your time has passed. You have to do a podcast. What are you going to do? You're going to pack up your entire family and you're going to move to some podunk town and start chasing your radio dream. It's a single person's profession when you're at that level. For sure. You know, so I don't, I also don't feel like I, it's my job just to BS people and say, well, you can do anything you put your mind to because some people just can't. They either don't have the right situation or they don't have any semblance of talent. You know, you can be an interesting person, but not necessarily be able to carry a radio show. And it's debatable after I've been doing this for 27 years if I can carry a radio show. Yeah, I think there's but some you truth know what to I that, mean. too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Johnny Manziel. <laughs> stay on topic, Rimmer. He is returning for the second season of a professional league known as fan-controlled football, he told ESPN. The league, which plays a seven-on-seven format in an Atlanta indoor facility, scheduled to resume games April 16th. It incorporates fan engagement in a blend of traditional and esports environments and is broadcast primarily on Twitch. Manziel told ESPN that his formal football career, in my eyes, is over. But this fan-controlled league is something he wanted to do for fun. Yes, it is over. But over for a long time. Sure. I mean, he, the guy he, couldn't make it in the Canadian Football League. He had two opportunities in Hamilton and in Montreal. And well, I, what other small league did he join here? Was it the Alliance? There was another spring football league that he joined and had no success. It could have been the Alliance, but whatever. Uh, I, I thought, honestly, I thought he might have had a, an opportunity to uh, to work in the Canadian Football League and be effective there. It's a little more wide open. Uh, but he couldn't even crack it there. By the way, by the way, you talk about tradition and, uh, the word that, uh, we were in Canada last week and just reading some of the newspapers up there, there's talk of, uh, the Canadian football league going from three downs, it's tradition to a four down football, like the American game. And, uh, people are up in arms. They like the three down game. It seems, correct me if I'm wrong. It seems like the CFL's business plan is to morph into the NFL in some way, be acquired by the NFL, exactly, but so they, they can become a training ground. Well, let's. If you're going to do that, you're going to have to change the rules oh, to American sure. football rules. Yeah, but that's never going to happen. I mean, I thought if it was going to happen, it would have happened. I'll give you the exact year. In the early 1990s, 92, 93, because the Canadian Football League expanded to Baltimore. And the Baltimore Colts won the Grey Cup. They won the championship. And that year, I did, before moving to Florida, I did the uh, the games 
in Baltimore. What kind of crowds did they draw for that? Well, of course, you recall Baltimore lost the Colts, of course, and moved to Cleveland, and they uh, moved to Indianapolis. Or Indianapolis, excuse me. Cleveland moved to Baltimore. Correct. Yeah. Uh, and people were up in arms in, in Baltimore. They wanted the NFL back. And, of course, I went to several, when I was working at the radio station, several NFL meetings when even the Glazers, who eventually got the team in, in Tampa, and mm-hmm. they're still owners of the Tampa uh, Bay Buccaneers, but uh, they wanted the NFL. But they brought... The CFL, and oddly enough, they drew well, but it wasn't the national. What does draw well league. mean? Like fifteen thousand people? I, I thought there were twenty, twenty-five thousand for for the games on a regular basis. There, not bad, not bad. But they wanted the NFL, and they wanted they loved their football, and they wanted the National Football League. And when it didn't work in in Baltimore, and the team lost all kinds of money, uh, they went back to Montreal. I've got a name for you. A guy who was a part owner of a CFL team. Did you ever have any association with John Candy? Did you meet John Candy? Well, he was part owner of... Toronto. The Toronto Argonauts with Wayne Gretzky. That's right. And Bruce McNall. The three of them owned the team. Well, you know my friendship with Gretzky, and I got to know uh, Bruce McNall very well. No John Candy? But I never met John Candy. You were so close, Rims. Uh, close, but no cigar. Peyton Manning says he wants his gifts back. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. You'll find that earlier disabled vehicle has cleared from Route 315 southbound after Ackerman Road. All lanes have reopened, but traffic is still slow as it recovers. Plan on some residual backups over here. About a 10-minute slowdown in the meantime. This traffic report is sponsored by RumkeyCareers.com. Rumkey is family-owned and operated and growing in your area. Now hiring new and seasoned vehicle maintenance technicians. Rumkey offers pay based on experience, shift differentials, pay training, benefits packages, pay vacation, and more. Apply at RumkeyCareers.com. Equal opportunity employer restrictions apply. I'm Leanna Ray with fan traffic. The podcast is brought to you by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. I end every commercial the same way, telling you to hire care when you need a company you can trust. It's not just a slogan. It's the Care Creed with arms wide open. The way they live their life and the way they strive to be remembered by you, the customer, at the end of every interaction with Care. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Don't worry, we don't get bones and allergies either. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Bone is out this week. Jeff Rimmer is with me today. Coming up at 534, we're going to take your names that you have tweeted into the show. Can't wait. At Man and Bone 971. And Rimmer will tell us if he's ever met that person. I was a little disappointed to ask you about John Candy. I thought for sure, Canadian actor tie with the Canadian Football League, you would have run into him over the years. No. Nothing. Just to prove, once and for all, that I always shoot from the lip, and you always get an, an honest response to your question. What does shooting from the lip mean? What does that mean? Well, it means I know I'm, what the hip I'm telling means. It, I'm, yep. I'm talking. When you ask a question all right. or ask if I know someone, I'm going to tell you the truth. So tweet us your names. At Man and Bone 971. Can't wait. Uh, I do want to ask you some more about what you think the Blue Jackets will do this offseason after go. I do this story.
Peyton Manning joked, he's not being serious, that he wrote a very nice letter to Tom Brady when he retired and gave him a very nice bottle of wine. And now that Tom Brady is no longer retired, he would like those gifts back. Now he's making a joke, but I think there's a more serious issue at hand here. What's that? I've talked about this before. When my, when my sister got married for the first time, it didn't even last two years. And I made a nice, sizable donation to her bank account when that happened. You didn't want the money back. I didn't. Come on. Yes. Let me tell you something. What? If your marriage doesn't even last two years, then you got to give all the gifts back. When your retirement, I'm sure Peyton Manning gave this guy a $10,000 bottle of wine. Now, Peyton Manning can afford it. All right, he's getting HGH sent to his house. He can <laughs> afford it. But it's the thought he should give that wine back. The retirement lasted two months. You don't keep the gifts. You give them back. Okay, there's a little difference between a wine bottle and, and your sister getting a divorce. Why? I mean, already, I, I don't know how upset... If she was upset at all, hopefully she had a different personality than yours, so there wasn't the the friction that uh, one might expect. No, I first of all, I didn't demand the gift back. Well, evidently, but you I, did. I should no, I shouldn't have to demand. It should be given back. Sorry, I married the wrong guy. Here's your money back. Not, Thank you. No, no. That's... Or if you want to take some cash just to pay for the wedding, I'll take the difference. <laughs> I would think that the wedding. She's costs happily more remarried now. Wait, this wait, wait, is wait, not wait. an issue. Uh, I would think that the money you gave her paled in comparison to what the cost was for the wedding. Well, I, didn't, I didn't tell her to have a big wedding. No, she right. could have gone down to the courthouse. She could have. What are we doing here? I think Tom Brady, if he was given gifts, should give those gifts back. And if he already drank the bottle of wine, he should buy a new bottle of wine. Give it to Peyton Manning. Okay, I'll buy that. A little different then. If the you were to retire. From broadcasting. What do you I, I would get you a very nice gift. You will. Because you're my friend. I know what you like. I'd get you a well-done steak. Call it a day. <laughs> All right? I'd get you a very nice gift. You'd probably just give me a coupon. If two weeks later you decide, ah, oh, screw it, I'm going to go do play-by-play -play in the CFL, I want my <laughs> gift back. You don't get to keep the gifts. All right, let me ask you about the Blue Jackets. How about you know, Brady? We, we don't Before have time. we get there, we don't have time we'll for do this it now. in the next segment. Yeah, go ahead. Spread your fake news about Tom Brady going to the Dolphins. It's not my fake news. My son actually is the first one to send me the story uh, because he's all over Twitter. Anyway, you said I'm, that with disgust. Well, because oh, this kid is all over the Twitter. Well, if you saw how many text my kid sends me during the course of a day on every story, uh, be it from the entertainment world. How do you think I got the first uh, well, word on... Hey, at least your kid wants to stay in touch with you. Well, I would prefer that we just discuss family issues. Okay. As All opposed right. this to... This is a longer whether... conversation now about how you hate your kid. So no, let's move I, on. <laughs> I did say to talk, talk about Talk about Tom Brady. Go no, ahead. I... Do you believe there's any credence to the story? I mean, I, I, I believe that maybe he thought he could go there and run the team. But when Brian Flores sued the Dolphins, I don't think he wanted any part of that. When Sean Payton decided, I'm not going to go there, I don't think he wanted any part of that. As 
But now do I think he's going to go play for the Dolphins? No, I don't think that. Do you think there was any validity to the story when it first came out? Because it came out after all the Flores Not that he was going to play. I could buy that he was going to go there and try and be Derek Jeter. I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to remember when it was first announced that he indeed was retiring. Because remember, there was a rumors first, and then he denied it. His father denied it. Was it it Super Bowl weekend? Was it then? Yeah, it was then. But then somebody came out and said, I don't buy it. He will change his mind. He will quarterback again in the National Football League in 2022. And true enough, he's announced he's coming back. Yes. So, What does that have to do with playing for the Dolphins? No, we already discussed the Dolphin issue. I moved on. I'm trying to remember who it was that came out and said... I think there were quite a few people. I know that uh, Scott Zolak, who used to do Patriots Color in Boston, he said it on his show. But I think he was just pulling out of his ass. I don't think he knew anything. No, there was someone more significant that came out and said... This is the new segment, Guessing Names with Rimmer. Whatever segment you want. But I do want to talk about the Blue Jackets. All right, well, we have to take you a break. Because you asked a great question. Okay. I did? You did. All right. I'll give you a lot of credit. All right, thank you. No cash, though. We're going we're gonna to take a break. We'll do the rundown. And we'll talk about what the Blue Jackets are going to do in the offseason. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. You'll find that earlier disabled vehicle has cleared from the roadway of Route 315 southbound after Ackerman Road. All lanes have reopened, but traffic is still slow as it recovers. Plan on some residual backups over here. Starting report is sponsored by Discover. Real credit card questions require real people, someone who understands your issues and works to resolve them with you. That's why Discover offers helpful U.S.-based representatives available 24-7. Discover exceptionally common sense. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Common Man here for Care Heating and Cooling. Can I tell you a secret? One of my joys in life is a good clean out. Once in a blue moon, I will take it to the next level. I have an air vent right over the toilet. So when I know a wild ride is coming, I'll turn down the AC a few minutes before it's go time. And then when I sit down, beautiful cold air greets me, blowing in my face as I do the deed. And the only people I trust to keep my crapper temp in tip-top shape, that's Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Fat and happy. Hey, one out of two isn't bad. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Jeff Rimmer is filling in for Bone today. Rimmer, give me a number, any number. Seven. Call number seven right now. 614-821-9710 gets a five-pack of tickets to see the crew take on Nashville SC at Lower.com Field on Saturday, April 2nd at 6 p.m. I remember speaking of phone numbers. Now, I've messed up the phone number a couple times. But I think it was the day or the day after we switched over from AM to FM. We used to be on 1460. There was music radio on 97.1. Music radio went away. They put sports on 97.1. You were hosting, and they switched the phone numbers when we switched signals, <laughs> and you were lost. <laughs> you remember that? I huh? remember. We used to have it. I don't know what happened to it, but it was something like, call me now, eight two seven fourteen nine seven four. 
I'm lost. You remember it too. You're, you're jogging my memory here. I, you I pretend like you don't remember any of this stuff. No. You remember swearing at Milan too during the show. <laughs> I do not. You totally remember that. <laughs> no, I don't. And I was trying to think, how did that get resolved? Because I don't think you guys talked to each other. You hated each other oh, after come that. On. You did. You hated him, and he hated you. Well, first of all, you were on the air talking. So how do you know what was being said? You know what? Look, that may be the most professional I've ever been in my entire broadcasting yeah, probably. career. Probably. Because I'm trying to talk and not pay attention to what two children are doing right next to me, swearing at each other. Professional and Riccardotti cannot be used in the same sentence. Period. Liar. Now we're going to talk about some... We have to play this rundown thing. We're not going to do the rundown. Common Man and T-Bones. The Rundown. The Rundown. Sponsored by Mr. Rooter Plumbing. Call Mr. Rooter. They'll be there quick. All right, call Mr. Rooter. All right? My wife clogs the toilet all the time. They unclog the toilet. Now let's talk about the Blue Jackets. You and I were talking off the air about what this team is going to do in the offseason. So give me your prediction. You know, is this a... What are we expecting too much from this offseason? Or do you think Yarmo and the Jackets will be active? I think we'll be active. Uh, in fact, Yarmo at uh, his uh, brief uh, news conference after the trade deadline last Monday, we could go today, stated that uh, he expects us to be a, uh, a better than normal free agent uh, situation where players whose contracts are expiring, ultimate free agents are going to be on the market. And he's not the only one that said that because following his news conference and talking to some other hockey people around the league, there are several people say there's going to be some very attractive free agents on the market. And one thing you'll agree with me, that in recent years, the Jackets have done a good job in the free agent market. And... All I have to do is point to this year's acquisition and signing to a four-year contract of Sean Corrali. I think he's exceeded expectations. Gus Nyquist, who missed all of last season, has been an important piece of this team this season. And, and certainly in the past, he, the guy's a pro. Uh, he's become a leader. He's part of the leadership group, and he's had an outstanding season. So I, I think the Jackets, for one, will be active in the free agent market. I also think because of the fact that there are so many teams that are literally right there, flush with the cap, and the cap is only going to go up next season by $1 million, teams are going to have a hard time keeping the players that they've got, and, and certainly the Jackets will be interested in the trade market as well. Where will, where will they improve? I, I think they... We'll look to improve a little more on, on the blue line. I think there's some players on the team that have exceeded expectations there, and they'll look up front, perhaps as a centerman. And, well, we uh, talk about that every year, yeah, right? Yeah, I mean, the Jackets yeah. have been searching for a, a centerman and for they knew going in, 22 years. And they knew going into this season that it, it was going to be a rough year, and I think you'll agree with me. They've exceeded expectations. They started 12-6. and six. Uh, I, I think that uh, they went through, you know, obviously a, a period where they struggled and have certainly played better. They're in every game they play, and they're playing the better teams in the league here right now. Teams that are headed to the playoffs, and they're hanging with them. So they're still 
don't get me wrong. There's lots of room for improvement, and I believe they will. Plus, they've got some prospects coming that are ready to take the next step. We've got the kid that's uh, playing for Michigan right now, in the and now they're they're headed to the Final Four. Ken Johnson, you you expect him to join right away, right? Yeah, he's got to be signed, and, and I expect he will be signed. And and I think there's a good chance we'll see him play several games before the season's over. Yeah. Uh, what else was I going to ask you? I don't. I don't remember. Anything else? No. I mean, well, I, I don't know. You, fire you, away. You, you look like you know something. Oh, here we go. No, you you have that look to you. Well, you know, like with the whole Seth Jones thing, I knew you were lying to me. I was not you lying were, to you. You were lying to me. You knew that he was going to get moved to the Blackhawks, and yet you came on this show and you lied to me. I did not lie to you. I don't lie. I tell the truth. You knew that it was happening. Well, I knew that it was likely to happen. I told you that. The guy... No, you didn't guy, tell me that. The guy... I did tell you that. I said he made it clear to the organization that after this season, because he still had one year left on his contract, that he would not re-sign and wanted to go. And if if you look back on it here now, the Jackets got four pieces for Seth Jones. I'm not saying, I'm not saying that they was did, a they bad did, move. No, they did, a, they did a great job. The fact of the matter is there were only two teams he was willing to go to on a sign-and-trade, and one of them was Chicago where he went. The other was Colorado. Oh, here's what I wanted to ask you. Uh, Patrick Line. a lot of people are looking for a long-term extension. Yeah. Are they working on it? I mean, I, the they've reports, started, the they've reports are talk. they've, they've yeah. talked about they've, it. Yeah, they've talked. His agent is Mike Liute, who's a close friend of mine, former National Hockey League goaltender who after his career was over, and he was a damn good goalie, by the way, uh, went back to law school, and he's now the prominent agent uh, in, in a big agency, Octagon, that also was involved in tennis and football and some of the other sports. And, and Mike uh, is Line A's agent, and, and I suspect, I haven't called him at this point. I did talk to him a couple of times during the course of the year, and he told me during the season that uh, Line A loved Columbus and loved his teammates, and uh, I, I think they'll get together. And I, I really believe that Liney's enjoyed this season, watching them both on the ice and off the ice and how he's interacted with his teammates. So, yeah, I expect something to be done. Do you get the idea that it's going to have to be this offseason because they can't run the risk of him not being signed long-term and then walking out of here with nothing Yeah, I, after I, next I, season? Yeah, I, I think that uh, they are talking not... You know, a short-term deal by any stretch of the imagination. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't think so. Uh, so, yeah, I, I I expect that uh, they if they can come to terms, both sides, that uh, there'll be a long-term deal. Yeah. Also, have you ever seen Yarmo laugh really hard? Yes, I have. And what was the context of that? Because I can't I can't picture it. Uh, no, Yarmo uh, Yarmo likes to to kid around. He's what you're seeing. You're you're seeing that exterior, but uh, he's. I won't say he's a soft guy because he's not soft, but uh, yeah, he likes to loosen up and have a good time too. I remember, I think it was a couple years ago now, it must have been, where you invited me up into the booth yep. during the game. And I'm always leery about going up there because you're working and I don't want to bother you. But you pester me until I go up there. So I went up there and you didn't, didn't tell pester me. You, you do, you pester me. And then if I don't come up, then you make me feel bad about it. Well, you should what, feel you can't bad. visit me? No, you're working. I don't want to bother you. Because I know I don't want people talking to me when I'm working, but you're weird. I've understood this about you. So now I go up and I bother you when I'm at the game. But you didn't tell me that Yarmo was going to be in the booth with you. 
And I walked in there, and unless you're prepared for Yarmo, <laughs> he scares the hell out of you. Yeah, well. And he also paints his suit onto his body. I don't think it's real fabric. <laughs> he paints it on. He has a great tailor. I've met the guy. In fact, uh, I've talked to uh, Yarmo and the tailor about having a couple of suits done myself. Would you, you like can't, to see me? You can't wear Yarmo's suits. Oh, I'm not wearing Yarmo's right. suit. I'll wear my own. No, manufactured by the same tailor. No, you're you're past the point of tailored suits <laughs> like that. In your opinion, like that. Now I mean, look, the, at you, uh, look at yourself in the mirror. Don't worry about me. I like how you came dressed for radio today too. Well, what did you looking expect? like a slob. I thought you'd class up this joint. You look worse than me today. No, I do not. Although I have been admiring that watch. It's glistening. <laughs> what do you got I'll on cover there? Cover it up. No, don't cover it up. Be proud of what you have. You worked hard for that. I did. What do you got you. on? Tell people. We got a lot of watch people in the audience. Brightling. That's it? So you're going to tell me? That's all. Well, what's the model? Chronograph. It's not just called Breitling Chronograph. There is a specific name and model to what you're well, wearing. I, I honestly don't you have know no the name idea. Is. No, you're just like this is pretty and it tells time. <laughs> Good enough. I like the watch. It's two tone, and uh, you could not be on QVC. You couldn't sell stuff. I don't want to be on. Buy QVC. this. It's pretty. <laughs> I don't want to be on QVC. Common Man and T-Bones. The Rundown. The Rundown. Sponsored by Mr. Rooter Plumbing. Call Mr. Rooter. They'll be there quick. I know the answer to this. Did you pay full price for that watch? I got a deal. Of course you did. The Duke of Discount. Uh, the Jags, Jacksonville Jaguars, have set a record. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good evening. Some slowdowns to watch out for right now. You are going to find some backups on westbound 670 between I-71 and 4th Street. Traffic is slow in that area. And traffic is slow on I-71 northbound between I-70 and East Broad Street. This traffic report is sponsored by Ohio Laborers and Ohio Lesset. Lesset and Panera Bread congratulate member of the week, William Dalton with Local 1015 Canton. William is a nine-year member working on the Fairless High School Project. Build Ohio right, build at Union. I'm Leanna Ray with fan traffic. Common Man here for Care Heating and Cooling. I'm a big fan of preventative maintenance. Something will eventually go wrong, and if you're not prepared, it is sure to cost you money. That's why I want you to sign up for a care plan. My guys at Care, make sure your heater and AC are running in tip-top shape, taking care of maintenance and staying on top of any potential issues. Surprises suck. Be prepared with a care plan. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com. When you need a company you can trust. One is angry. The other one is bald. What do you think I mean, bald? Bald. Bald, bald. Here's man and bone. T-Bone is out. Jeff Rimmer, television voice of your Columbus Blue Jackets, is filling in today. We were talking about the Jacksonville Jags and how the Jacksonville Jags have given out more guaranteed money this offseason, $175.3 million, than any team in history. Is it going to make a difference? Who the hell cares? I don't know. But we were talking about your buddy, longtime Jags beat writer, Vito Stellino. That's right. Yeah. Once upon a time, we used to have Vito on this show. I can't believe, I mean, this show's different now. We don't talk to anybody. 
We don't take calls. We don't talk to people. I can't believe that once upon a time we actually had a guest on to talk about the Jacksonville Jaguars. But we did when we still did such things. Vito had a very unique speaking voice. Yeah, he did. Here is a clip from an old show. You'll hear me first, then Vito. Is there a feeling that there's enough playmakers on the offensive side of the football? Well, they like to think so. I mean, they think, obviously, Maurice Jones, too, is a thousand-yard runner. They think if David gets more protection and receivers play better, that the passing game will be better. So, we'll find out. That's why they play the games. It was like constant phlegm. It was so (laughs) bad one time. That after about a minute and a half, I couldn't take it. Fingernails I just said, hey, Vito, time to go. See you later. Thank you. Thanks for coming on. And Vito was famous later on because on Twitter, he thought he was sending a link to a story he had written. Instead, it was a link to porn he was watching. Oh, I mean, I didn't make that up, Rims. That's what happened to him. I'm he sent out a it. porn link. And if you're wondering what Vito Stolito looks like, he looks like <laughs> Martin Landau and Mr. Ed had a love child. <laughs> I can't believe the dude even cares about porn at this point in his life. He's about a million years old. He's still working? No. No. I believe he's retired now. Did the porn thing retire him, or did he work after that? I don't think he worked much after that uh, story hit, because you I can... I gotta tell you something, Jeff Rimmer. <laughs> I love the girl-on-girl action and Maurice Jones Drew. And, uh, I couldn't take it. <laughs> Teddy, how many times did we talk to him? Way too many times. Oh, probably, what, maybe at least four times, I bet. Four or five times. Why? Why did we have him on? We did the things where we previewed all the uh, NFL teams, you oh know, back God. in the day. Why and did then, we do this? You didn't have him on the- for any breaking stories? I don't he think wasn't so. around when Urban Meyer uh, had his no. shirt stay. No, I was gone by then. Here's a breaking story. <laughs> Stepmoms. <laughs> Go to youporn.com, search stepmoms. Uh, what else was I going to say to you? Oh, my God. I had yeah. something for you. You always have something for me. No, but I, I can't remember anything anymore, Rimmer. You start writing them down. Happens when you get older. I was reading a story this weekend about the Cleveland Guardians and how they have 5,000 tickets still unsold for the home opener. And a lot of people are wondering why, because usually they sell out very quickly. Let's dive into this problem, shall we? You have the name change, which a lot of people are not fans of. Is that the reason why they're not buying tickets? Who the hell knows? But that's just one little wrinkle you can throw into it. You have the fact that this ownership group sucks has not spent any money in the offseason, currently has a payroll sitting at around $35 million. You have players, single players, making more than that, than the Cleveland Guardians payroll. That's embarrassing, number two. And they are playing this game in mid-April, and instead of scheduling a 1 o'clock start, or at least a 4 o'clock start in the afternoon, it's a night game for the home opener at 7 o'clock. Man, it's a mystery why people aren't just buying up these tickets in mass. Doesn't it have something to do as well with uh, Easter and and Pass uh, what Passover? It's Good Friday and Passover, I believe. Yes, I think Passover is that day. So that could have an effect. Plus, there's something that uh, you're also omitting, what? and that is that uh, I think a lot of baseball fans were uh, put off 
by the lockout. Well, yes, that, that could be. I mean, usually that doesn't keep people away on opening day. That's the one day they're going to show up. And then the next day you have 12,000 people. Right. But I think this is just another case of ownership not reading their fans. Not reading the local market. And to your point, I think that is Passover that day. Yeah. And Good Friday that day. Start the game at 1 o'clock. And people can be home with their families. Absolutely. That would have been the easy call for me. And traditionally, most teams do start opening night, start their home schedule with afternoon games. Yes, I think every, most teams do. I think every opener should be an afternoon, an afternoon game. game. Right. I know what I wanted to talk to you about. So the Buffalo Bills have gotten the money for their new stadium, $1.4 billion. They're essentially paying for none of it. It's all public money. That's a different conversation for a different day. I have long said on this show that I mourn the loss of old stadiums and dumps because I think there's character there. I say this not being a season ticket holder to these places and maybe the new places are so great and you can get 14 different kinds of tacos on the main concourse and it's all wonderful. But I think there's something missing when places like uh, Bill's Orchard Park goes away, when places like Shea Stadium go away, you're going to see Oakland move out of that piece of crap that they're in now. But that piece of crap has some character to it. I remember I went to a game when I was a teenager to County Stadium and the feel that that place had. Now, look, there's no concessions Parking was a pain in the ass. Amenities, that's these, a big thing. I, I know, I understand yeah, yeah. all of that. I get it. But there's a certain feeling that those places have. If you went to those places, you were not there for the 14 varieties of tacos. Yeah. You were there to watch the game. You were invested. That's why you bought a ticket. I respectfully disagree with you, and I'll, I'll give you a prime example. My years in Baltimore, okay? Memorial Stadium. You are looking at a, an exception to well, that rule but, uh, because but I'm, I'm giving they, you, I'm giving you my. But I'm just saying they built perhaps the greatest ballpark still of the last 100 years still in Camden, Camden Yards. Yards absolutely. But most places are not that. Well, there's character, and I'll go to your your home or former home, Chicago. Okay, I broadcast several games. Out of Chicago Stadium. I think you've got to look at each individual situation. Now, Chicago Stadium, for me, was outstanding. You had to go down the stairs to the Blackhawks dressing room or the visiting dressing room. I was literally hanging in a bucket to call the play-by-play. It was great. I was hanging over the ice. I literally could almost reach out there and in the Boston Garden and almost touch the players. That was great. Now, for me, selfishly, yeah, I miss that arena. Now, the United Center, huge, and we're a long ways. It's still a pretty good vantage point in, in the broadcast booth, but we're a long ways from the ice level, and that is a huge arena. Yeah, give me the Chicago Stadium. Give me Boston Garden over the TD Garden where the Bruins Well, here's an now. example for you. The new place they built in Edmonton. Dump. Well, but that's what I mean. Yeah. We're so far... Up and so far back, and with the new uniforms. And the fans hate players. it too, right? Oh, yeah. It's absolutely. not just the broadcasters because you can't see the numbers. No. The but, fans know there's no character in that place. And 
the old arena, we, again, literally, and again, selfishly, we hung over the ice. And But I understand why they're building these new facilities, and that is because of the amenities. And it's not just the 12 different uh, types of, of tacos. It's the cigar bar. I get it's it. It's the I restaurants. Understand. It's the the fan areas where you can not only watch the game, but you, know, you can have your favorite drink, and also you know, there'll be a computer in front of you that uh, you can obviously look up a stat or whatever while no, you're watching I, the game. I think the issue, though, Rimmer, is that you know more often than not, if people are going to leave their house, they want a unique experience. Right, right? and it's but all part of it. I, I know that, but what they're doing is almost making these places into malls or saying, hey, look how comfy it is. It's just like your own home. And then people will eventually say, well, why don't I just stay home then? If it's just like my own home. No, there's something about being at the game. And I've never been to Ralph Wilson Stadium, which I believe it's still called in Buffalo. Yes. But you want to talk about a facility that's outlived its usefulness. I, I don't think there are any amenities in, in that stadium. And... Uh, uh, it's time that Buffalo got a new football stadium. And you're right, most of it is going to be paid with public money. I do understand the Pagulas, who also own the Buffalo uh, Sabres. Sabres, they uh, are putting a substantial amount of money in, some $550 million, But again, the majority of it is going to come from private funds. But they need a new facility there. So much so that there was talk not too long ago that the team would move from Buffalo and be the first Canadian team in the National Football League because Toronto has tried on several occasions to get that franchise. In fact, they've played games in uh, in Toronto previously. So the Sabres have you know, a decent new facility. They had the odd in Buffalo. They've got the new build, not new building. Cause it's, it's been around for a while, but, uh, it's time this, the, uh, the bill's got a new facility as well. All right. Coming up next, I want you to tweet names at us at man and bone nine, seven, one. Does Rimmer know this person? Very simple. Common man and T bone on the fan. Fan traffic from the Meister's bar and pizza traffic center. Good evening. Some slowdowns to watch out for on the roads right now. You'll find some slow traffic on westbound 670 between I-71 and 4th Street. Traffic is building in that area. And more slowdowns on 71 southbound between 5th Avenue and East Broad Street. Traffic is slow there as well. Traffic report is sponsored by Fresh Time Market. Make mealtime easy with frozen sides and entrees from Fresh Time Market. Save 20% on over 1,000 frozen items from plant-based meats to convenient breakfast options. Fill your freezer with all your favorites now through March 29th. Fresh Time Market. Get real. I'm Leanna Ray with fan traffic. Common Man here for Care Heating and Cooling. I'm a big fan of preventative maintenance. Something will eventually go wrong, and if you're not prepared, it is sure to cost you money. That's why I want you to sign up for a care plan. My guys at Care, make sure your heater and AC are running in tip-top shape, taking care of maintenance and staying on top of any potential issues. Surprises suck. Be prepared with a care plan. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com. When you need a company you can trust. And from every dime a dog night in the Midwest, here's Man and Bone. Jeff Rimmer is filling in for T-Bone today. Before we get to uh, names and people you may or may not know. Yes, sir. We have not talked about Zach Wierenski. At all. No. uh, What's the status? Well, he did not practice today. Uh, Brad Larson told us after that uh, it's day-to-day, and uh, 
they'll see how he is tomorrow, how he's feeling and what, uh, what the prognosis is. But knowing Zach the way I do, if he feels anywhere near 100%, he will play. Uh, but that's me saying that. But it was a bit of a, a nasty hit that he took. You think it was dirty? No, it was purely accidental. Uh, a penalty might have been called, and I, I was originally really concerned. Uh, but uh, he was fine after the game and got a fat lip. But uh, I'm sure that uh, he went through uh, concussion protocol both Saturday night and, and likely again on Sunday and visited with Mike Vogt, our trainer. And it's... Uh, the situation where it's going to depend on how he feels tomorrow. All right, let's do some names. We do name dropping with Jeff Rimmer every single Wednesday, where Rimmer will throw out names of people he knows, people he's encountered over the years. Haven't played the cash register yet today. Well, that's because it's not that segment. Oh, okay. They're not I, sponsoring I the segment. <laughs> ah, no. I love it. <laughs> do it later on Wednesday. But Teddy has compiled some names from listeners. They want to know, do you know these people? Let's Teddy, go. Give me the All first right. name. This one's from uh, Southern Florida, and you may know this guy. Um, I bet you've encountered him. Jimmy Buffett. No, I've never met oh, Jimmy Buffett. Never met Jimmy Buffett. No, I haven't even gone to one of his concerts. Not your style of music. I don't mind his music, but uh, I've, been, I've been in his restaurant in Arizona. Okay, but I mean, is that your, there you go. <laughs> That's your connection. All right. Well, I, I'm again being honest. All right. Shooting from the lip. All right. Next. All right. Stop with the shooting from the lip. <laughs> How about Neil Diamond? I'm going to America. <laughs> no, man, this segment's wow. done so far. <laughs> All right. No, Jimmy Buffett. No deal. Neil Diamond. All right. Who else? <laughs> All right, uh, here's a baseball player for you. I don't know if you've met this guy or not. How about uh, Babe Ruth? No, I'm much too young to have met Babe Ruth. But, but... I could have had his mom, though. No, no, no. Let me just tell you about Babe Ruth. As you know, oh, he's from Baltimore. He's from Baltimore. It's going to be a quick story. Yeah. He's from Baltimore. And I have visited the Babe Ruth Museum on several occasions. All right, well, there you go. That's something. All right. How about sticking with baseball here? George Steinbrenner. Did you ever come across him? Met George Steinbrenner several times. In Yankee Stadium. Yep. I wouldn't say we're friends, but... Uh, well, he's dead now, so... Yeah, but I haven't done baseball for years, so... Yeah. Here's one with a local connection. Uh, Harry Neal, who coached the Buckeyes back in the uh, 60s. Did you ever come across uh, with Harry? Great friend, Harry Neal. In fact... In fact, Harry Neal, for the longest time, was uh, on Hockey Night in Canada as a color uh, analyst. He's been a coach, and you're right. He coached the Ohio State Buckeyes before his career in the National Hockey League. In fact, we were in Buffalo. I'm glad you brought up this name. We were in Buffalo a couple of weeks ago. Did you ago. tweet this in yourself? No, I did not. But every time I see Harry, he's a funny guy, and he uh, he always has a joke for me. So... I'm, hey, let me see here, Mike. Get a little closer here now. What? I have a question. What? How many wrinkles in a horse's rear end? How many rims? Get a little closer and I'll oh, see. I, I got it. 
That's a good one. That's a good one. We're setting. Oh, yeah. Let's go. We're setting listener records today, Teddy. All right. How about uh, here's some more uh, musical. I'm sure the ratings groups. are up big time. How about uh, the Canadian rock group Rush? Did you ever come across Rush at all? No, but John Davidson has. He's a big time music Big guy. Rush guy? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. Okay. How about the Rolling Stones or Mick Jagger? No, I've never met Mick Jagger. Love the Rolling Stones, but... Uh, Music doesn't seem to be your forte. Never had time for it. Did you meet Gene Simmons? I know he was at a Blue Jackets game like a couple years ago, I believe I saw him. Yeah, he was there in the front row. Dave Metzold interviewed him, but no, I didn't get a chance to meet him. All right, let's go to the wrestling world then. Vince McMahon. Did you ever meet Vince McMahon? You're fired. I've met Vince, yes. Uh, in fact, my old uh, host with the Florida Panthers, Craig Minervini, uh, who was Craig DeGeorge, the interviewer, and of course, one of the main characters back in my days in Montreal. Uh, in the early years of uh, Vince McMahon's WWE, uh, Lord Alfred Hayes. He was a broadcaster. Right. He was a very, very close uh, friend of mine. And Lord Alfred often, Hayes? Yes. Yeah, often. No, no, seriously. Often. <laughs> right. here, here's a quick story. Often he would be a guest on, on my talk show back in, in my days in Montreal. And on Saturday mornings, I used to have uh, wrestlers come in and, Lord Alfred Hayes would come in and join them. And one uh, one particular week, they brought a couple of the villains in, and they brought garbage cans in, and they pretended to <clears throat> beat me up on the air because I was telling them it was all fake. Oh, and but they didn't really beat the Montreal, you up. The Montreal police showed up, fearing that there was really some commotion going on at, uh, at CFCF Radio that Saturday morning. There's a couple of famous wrestlers then, uh, John Cena or Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Have you met those guys? I, I've talked about uh, The Rock on this show previously. <laughs> talked about him. No, that's, no, that's no. A new that's level. right. Yeah, no, you did no, talk no, about no, The Rock. No, I forgot about that. That's because I've been a, I've been with The Rock. Yeah, I've, on occasion. <laughs> it sounds sexual when you say it like <laughs> no. that. Like I gotta tell you, I've been with The no, Rock. No, We've no. slept together. A very good friend of mine in, in Florida, Mark Levinson. Uh, he had a couple like how of you're name dropping on the name drops. <laughs> no. Well, I'm just telling you that when I met The Rock, I was at a couple of birthday parties of Mark's and The Rock was a good customer. He owned a, a big jewelry uh, uh, store in, in South Florida and uh, he catered to all the athletes, be they the heat. That's or the right. I forgot that you met him because yeah. then I said, what's his name? And you said, I don't know. You said like <laughs> Bill or something like <laughs> I that. I only know him as The Rock. <laughs> All right, give me a couple I, more things. I think this came from our boss, uh, Marco. He wanted to know if you knew the Star Trek characters or actors, William Shatner or Leonard Nimoy. Well, Shatner's a Canadian, but no, I've never uh, met either one of them. Right. By the way, you can't see that Ted is actually crossing names off of the list. I am. I got there. a lot of names here. All right, give me a couple more. Come on. All right, how about the actor Jeff Goldblum? Nope. All right, uh, Kevin Bacon? Nope. Everybody knows Kevin Bacon, right? Uh, Jim Carrey? Canadian. Oh, uh, no. I... Nope. How about uh, any royalty? I know somebody mentioned Prince Harry, but have you met any members of the royal family? Never met any members of the royal family. Oh, hello, Mr. But Rimmer. The queen is here. Uh, I can tell you that uh, I have been in the person or in... Uh, 
in the uh, company presence presence. Well, I remember that date I we had in nineteen twenty-seven. I couldn't uh, necessarily say that uh, I was in their presence, but I have been with the former president of the United States, Bill Clinton. He was in my box at uh, Camden Yards, and I have a personal friendship with the former Prime Minister of Canada, Brian Mulroney, just to throw throw a couple of names out there. So, so. not royal, not, royalty, not British but royalty. But some, no, not British royalty. I got it. All right, that was All a great right. segment. I think we'll glad end it I, there. Glad yeah. I thought of it. I think people ended their lives during that segment. <laughs> I'm disappointed in you. Why? Because I thought at least you'd make some stuff up, like you always do. I'm not going to make stuff up. All you do is make stuff up, and today you decide to be serious. (laughs) What are you talking about? I always tell you and shoot from the lip. Stop with that saying. It's not a real saying. It's mine. You got a problem? You need... We need to get t-shirts made that just the front of the t-shirt says, shoot from the lip, and the back of the t-shirt says, you got a problem? (laughs) With your cartoon face. Back page coming up. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good evening. Some slowdowns to watch out for. You'll find some backups on 670 Westbound at 4th Street. Traffic is beginning to build in that area. Plan on some delays. You'll also find slowdowns on Route 315 Southbound between Kinnear Road and 670. Traffic is slow there as well. This traffic report is sponsored by Mucinex 12 Hour. Did you know that doctors use Mucinex? That's right. Mucinex is the number one OTC brand doctors trust for themselves and their families. So a cold and flu season upon us, why would you use anything else? Grab Mucinex and put yourself back in control. Available at CVS. I'm Leanna Ray with Van Traffic. Common Man here for care, heating, and cooling. Can I tell you a secret? One of my joys in life is a good clean-out. Once in a blue moon, I will take it to the next level. I have an air vent right over the toilet. So when I know a wild ride is coming, I'll turn down the AC a few minutes before it's go time. And then when I sit down, beautiful cold air greets me, blowing in my face as I do the deed. And the only people I trust to keep my crapper temp in tip-top shape, that's Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Buckeye Roundtable coming up at the top of the hour. The fine host of Buckeye Roundtable, your friend and mine, Timmy Hall. Hello, Timmy. Oh, man, Rimmer. Oh, man, Rimmer. You guys. Timmy, been can quite you a show today. they wanted me to say that I knew the queen, had met the queen? Oh, hello, Jeffrey. <laughs> <laughs> or that I was in the presence we rode tandem of bicycles Mick Jagger together. and the Rolling Stones? I mean, come on. God, you just... I, I feel lucky to even be in the studio right now. Uh, you're and, being... to, and to see you dressed like a commoner. It actually brings me joy. You actually saw me wearing a jacket and I was tie. impressed. You're doing a little television today. That's can great. You, can you believe that? They let me on TV? And you look good in, in your suit. I, I can't believe they keep letting you on TV. Doing it once, that's a mistake. Timmy. The, the only reason is because it's my wheelhouse. Don't listen to it's it. It's college basketball talk. It's in my wheelhouse. That's why they allow it. Well, you have Buckeye Roundtable tonight. Then it's Monday Madness. That's right. At 8 o'clock tonight. Is this the final Monday Madness? Yeah. Yeah, Jeff, we got extra shows tonight. We've got Buckeye Roundtable, which is a little show where we talk to many, many different subjects around the block O. Right. Kevin McGuff, the women's basketball coach, he joins us. 
Greg Beals, the baseball coach. He joins us. I'm sure these are people that you you personally know because you you visited and you know everybody. I have a question. Are you going to spend some time talking about the women's national champion hockey team? Oh, I'm glad. I'm glad he asked that, Mike. I'm very glad you asked. He's that. a professional. I had Coach Muzz on not once but twice so far, and I did have her on last week. Great. Fresh off of the championship win, which was an unbelievable thing. But for the I university. expected that from you, Timmy. Right? I expected yes. It from you. Yes. This a professional a, like myself. Quite a love fest here. <laughs> we're, we're going quite to. A love we're going to get the hockey coach on. We're going to do it all. And on the Monday Madness, we'll have Evil Bald Colin, Maddie Ice, and Triple H Hayden Hileshorn, who's going to be on this show. Did I hear Friday. that? That's right. Friday. I am hosting with him on Friday. Will you kill him at six? Could be. Stay tuned. I mean, uh, Rimmer's alive. I'm glad I made it through. There are a couple of questionable spots here over the course of this afternoon if I thought that uh, (laughs) my life was in danger. Well, it is only 5.54. It's not 5.56 yet. Yeah, but Timmy, you can run a little interference for me so I can get out of the studio in one piece. I could. Buckeye Roundtable, top of the hour, right here on The Fan. Back page. The Back Page. The Back Page. Coming up. Common Man and T-Bone. Sponsored by Care Heating and Cooling. When you need a company you can trust, call 1-800-COOLING. Teddy is doing Back Page. That's right. We got like a minute here. How about the uh, Oscars last night? We saw Will Smith slapping Chris Rock. And of course, Will Smith won for King Richard. His portrayal of Richard Williams won the uh, Best Actor Award. The movie that won Best Picture, Coda. That's the uh, first movie to win a uh, award that came from a streaming service. Actually, the movie bad, bad Led Zeppelin too. Coda, Coda. Yeah, I don't get the joke. Oh, forget about Sorry. it. Sorry, catch the sea bus. <laughs> the movie centers on the only hearing member of a deaf family's relationship with her parents and brother. Also, won best supporting actor and best adapted screenplay. Movie done. They done. Dune. Dune. How about Dune. Adam Dunn. Adam Dunn. They had the leading six wins <laughs> last night go, for the Be Oscars. Quiet. Be quiet. Buckeye Roundtable's next. See you tomorrow. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good evening. Some slow traffic to watch out for in your drive right now. You are going to find some delays on 670 westbound between I-71 and 4th Street. Traffic is still backed up in that area. And expect some slowdowns on 71 northbound between I-70 and East Broad Street. This traffic report is sponsored by Mattress Firm. Mattress Firm's best deals are happening now. Save up to $500 on top-selling brands. And get a free free adjustable base with qualifying purchases. Don't forget hot buys. Look up to 50% off select queen bed. Shop now and save. I'm the NRA with fan traffic. The podcast is brought to you by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. I end every commercial the same way, telling you to hire care when you need a company you can trust. It's not just a slogan. It's the Care Creed with arms wide open. The way they live their life and the way they strive to be remembered by you, the customer, at the end of every interaction with Care. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. The Lindsay Honda Studios. Honda makes the cars. Lindsay makes the difference. Visit lindsayhonda.com. WBNSFM, HD1 Columbus. The Fan. The Fan. Sports.
Good evening. I'm Paul Keels from College Basketball. The last two spots in the women's NCAA Final Four to be determined tonight. In the Bridgeport, Connecticut Regional Final, it's UConn playing North Carolina State. In the Wichita Final, Louisville meets Michigan. The other two spots clinched yesterday by South Carolina and Stanford. The Cleveland Cavaliers at home of the Orlando Magic tonight from college football. Pittsburgh has signed head coach Pat Narduzzi to a contract extension running through the 2030 season. The NFL announcing today the Detroit will be the host city for the 2024 draft, which follows this year's event in Vegas and next year's in Kansas City. And the Cincinnati Bengals today re-signed wide receiver Stanley Morgan to a two-year contract. This update brought to you by Metal Supermarkets, your convenience store for metal. Visit metalsupermarkets.com slash Columbus for all your metal needs. Breaking sports news when it happens on The Fan, Ohio's sports destination. Hey, Common Man here. I know what you're thinking. This guy again. But we have some special bonus stuff for you. Sponsored, of course, by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust. One is angry. The other one is bald. What do you think I mean, bald? Bald. Bald, bald. Here's man and bone. I want to point something out. All right. I, too would be bald if I don't if I didn't take these pills every single day. <laughs> I've been taking the Propecia pills or whatever the generic is called now. Yeah. For almost twenty years. It's called amateur Pecia. <laughs> hey. I didn't think about it for a second. Good job. <laughs> and I'm so terrified that if I stop taking these pills, like my hair will just fall out in one day. All of it. Yeah. Well it's funny because we were watching last night I had the NBA games on and uh ESPN I'm trying to remember who was alongside uh, Richard Jefferson. I wanted, Richard I Jefferson. Yes. Uh, maybe, I don't remember. It's one of the bald guys that does ESPN broadcast, whatever. And so Richard Jefferson is obviously shaved head. This guy also shaved head, you know, probably trying to forestall the inevitable. And Melissa's like, wow, man, everybody's just, you know, out here not embracing their baldness. And I'm like, "You're I, I too shave. Like, I don't let it grow long. I don't have like the, you know coconut with a hulu skirt on it like no i'm not gonna do that different look and you can't shave it all the way no you can't be totally bald you look like a clan member thanks you you would you would look like a total clan member if you were totally bald i would think you look like a clan member if you show up with a hood on like that makes you yeah but don't you just stop what am i supposed to do i'm bald like i just you have that look to you a fat white guy there's bald. No, there are other it? white people who can pull it off. I'm just saying that that's not something you could pull off. I don't think. No, I have like shaved it all the way down. It's too much maintenance. That's I don't know if people realize that's a lot of shaving. That is you got to do it every day. Yeah, oh yeah, to get the to get the cue ball look. Yeah, like I have the stubble going, and sometimes it gets a little longer. Then I have to shave it back down. But the the cue ball polished dome thing. That's a whole nother level. Like of Stanley commitment. Tucci. Stanley Tucci is a white guy, but he can pull off the shaved head look without you looking at Stanley Tucci like, oh, he's going to burn a cross on somebody's lawn. But you're you, saying, I, I think you're people saying get the wrong impression. You would accuse me of it even though you know me and know I would never do right. something like that. I that's, know, I know, I've known you the, for years. That's bad. But I would just yell well, racist at you and run away. Well, I'm glad I don't shave my head all the way down then. Is it okay where it is now? Because well, I just want to, okay, good. I yeah, just want to make sure. Like every other fat soccer loving yes, guy. Good. Right I don't, <laughs> don't want to give off any vibes that are not accurate. So, Good. All right. 
A special thank you for consuming all the stupidity we can safely shove down your gullet. Come back for more podcasts. And again, the podcast is sponsored by our friends because they pay us. Care, heating, and cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust. Stop listening now. The podcast is over. Turn it off. Go do something. (laughs) 